And hello and welcome everyone to the Comic Multiverse, where the worlds of nerd meet. As always, I'm your host, Joel, and joining me is my partner in comic book crime, it's Matt. It's Matt, and we're both, as well, drinking from Superman glasses, I'm wearing a Superman shirt. Aw, yeah. We're going to yeah. be talking a lot about Superman in our What We Read This Week segment, because we actually got yet another new Bendis-centric Superman story, and it's nope. it's controversial to say the least. <laughs> yeah, that's putting it mildly. It's, it's funny, you, you and Sal, my two co-hosts that I work with the most... Uh, you guys clearly get up way before me, you because you're on a different time zone, and Sal just because he gets up earlier. Waking up Wednesday morning, this was me, uh, time to check out the new DC Nation number zero, <laughs> see what's going on there with that, and to see both you and Sal already slagging it off and already slagging yeah. off Bendis, I'm like, oh no, and that's the Action Comics one, that's the one that was supposed to be an easy dunk for him, shit. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm really, really upset as well because I ordered, I ordered two copies of, of DC Nation. I ordered the seventy-five cent one because mm. they actually charge seventy-five cents for it, and the Superman variant cover, yeah. which is like twenty bucks. It was a nice cover. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least the art's good, but yeah, we'll we'll get more into that as we talk about it. Although that's a very nice segue, Matt. Uh, buying comics and ordering comics uh, this Saturday, so uh, just yesterday was free comic book day which of course yeah. is a big event for those who are not in the know the first saturday in may of every month uh, the major publishers and the stores all get together to try and get more people through the door to you know pick up some free stories and then from there you know hopefully they'll get hooked and they'll keep coming back i uh i got a couple here are the two i got uh i got uh avengers from jason aaron and i got shattered grid uh, power rangers from higgins Nice, nice. And Avengers is also uh, Captain America by ta Coates in the back. Nice. I, I did a little vlog about these, but I didn't do them here because I had way too much content for this channel. Mm -hmm. and I didn't want a triple book. But if you go over to the Joel Daily channel, the channel where I put up my Let's Plays and stuff, I'll try and link it down in the description. You can see me talk about those books there more in depth. Uh, but man, for, for those who follow me on Twitter, you'll know, Matt, I had a really shitty <laughs> new comic book day. <laughs> you had a fun day, it sounds oh, like it. <laughs> oh, I'll remember this day forever. So right off the bat, I could tell this day was cursed and I really should have just gone back to bed. My, uh, my favorite breakfast restaurant was all filled up because it was a Saturday, so I had to go somewhere else, which, you know, hey, no problem. Um, it, it's a total first world problem. Oh, no, this place where I can sit down and people bring me food normally <laughs> is not the place I get to go to. I went to the Egg Smart in town, and the Egg Smart here in town has a terrible reputation. It opened a couple years ago, and no one has never had anything good to say about it. The only thing I oh, knew... No. <laughs> no, the only thing I knew about it for sure is that the manager uh, walks around, like, with one of those big open shirts and everything, and, like, you know, talking loudly <laughs> on his cell phone, hitting on all the women who walk in. I didn't oh, see God. him... But I think I saw his son because he also had an open shirt, <laughs> greasy hair, lots of tacky gold jewelry, and like torn jeans. But he looked to be about my age. <laughs> and indeed, he was walking around holding court at eight in the morning, yelling into his cell phone. I'm like, by God, the legends are true. 
<laughs> I, I sit I sit down at my table and I had to wait 15 minutes because they were also filled up. Apparently everyone wanted to go get breakfast this Saturday morning. Uh, the couple directly in front of me uh, got into a shouting match and broke up with each other and left with both of them in tears. <laughs> that was the thing that happened before I got my scrambled eggs. Uh, uh, excellent. Excellent. So again bad omen right that's a bad omen for the day but it actually got worse so okay right so i finally roll into my shop and again i'm like man i've done this before i've done free comic book day i can show up at noon that's fine i'm sure i'll have all my books there uh they were out of spencer spider-man that one was just <laughs> gone and i'm like fuck but also hey good on that book it's clearly a big deal that spider-man's having a new writer for the first time in like a decade so mm. good on that one for being gone. And I read it eventually and it was a good story. Yeah. But at this point too, as, as I walk into the store again, the, the area where my comic shop is, it's not even in the town where I live. It's like two towns over used to be a nice town, but ever since the super jail showed up, it's kind of <laughs> gone downhill and yes, super jail. They, it's fucking bell rev in this place. They truck in inmates from all over Canada. So there's like serial killers and rapists and arsonists and everything in this prison. Uh, they can't get out though, but all their families moved to be closer to them in prison. And because of that, I kid you not, as I walked into the comic book store, there was about three generations of crackheads clogging up all the aisles. And you could tell these people had not showered in a while and th and they were looking at me like i was an idiot for being freshly shaved and showered and the line that killed me as i'm reaching for my books the the the, the patriarch of the family you know the the older man there in a filthy <laughs> pair of sweatpants and a tank top that didn't quite fit yelling at his overweight wife just grab all of them just grab all the comics we can sell them <laughs> later assumedly for crack <laughs> Because I'm, he's gonna want to buy free comic book day comics. That's the thing where it's like, did they just see? I mean, I know it's what they did. They saw the word free, and they're like, oh well, we gotta get there and get this free. Because the more free we get, the more crack we can have later on. But you're, but you're absolutely right. Who the fuck? And it's not even like you can lie about it either and be like, yo, you want this super valuable comic book? It says free comic book <laughs> free day. Comic book. And it's got like no price on it or anything. No, no, it says free on it. I'm like, well, clearly I'm not on nearly enough drugs to understand this. <laughs> yeah, the logic doesn't work on a clear brain. You need to have the crack brain. Yeah, and, and it just killed me too as like a fan of art and artists where I'm like, really? You guys don't care about the stories. You don't care about the lore or the continuity. You're just here because, and I fucking know you ain't coming back next week to see what happened in these stories. <laughs> so again, just like, fuck, this, it revealed to me the horrors of mankind, but also the fatal flaw in Free Comic Book Day as a concept. <laughs> and I left really, really bummed. Even the people who saw me were like, Jesus Christ, Joel, it looks like someone ran over the cat you don't have. And I'm like, no, I'm fine, okay. And they're like, look, we're going to Costco. You want to go to Costco too? Yeah, sure, I'll go to Costco. It's like the big uh, big box store. And the weirdness continued there at Costco in line because, like, Costco has a pharmacy. I don't know if they have them in Australia. We we, we, we have a Costco. Uh, we have one Costco wow. in the whole state. But, yeah, I am, I am aware of Costco. Right. So they have, like, a pharmacy section there where I think you can get, like, discounted uh, medications and prescriptions and yeah. everything. I shit you not, in this line – 
and I went there because I was looking for more Zevia, and I figured it would be in the health food section. I shit you not, not one, not two, but three people who didn't come together as a group were all standing in line with eye patches. <laughs> and again, all I could think is, what does that mean? Is there a pirate convention in town, or is a pink eye outbreak starting? Either way, I need to get the hell out of here. <laughs> they were all, like, shitty, you know, can- Canadian, small small town Canadian cosplaying, you know, Nick Fury. <laughs> <laughs> That's what was. And they are all just going to pick up their medication. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all came from Free Comic Book Day, and they're like, man, our Nick Fury cosplays totally didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> didn't shave my head or nothing and i never got my zevia but i did stop for dairy queen on the way home i played that card what's like guys can we can we stop for ice cream on the way back so i tried the new s'mores <laughs> blizzard and everything was okay <laughs> dairy queen made it all better there you go my, my plot to medicate myself <laughs> with sugary <laughs> foods helped <laughs> uh but how was your week matt my week was, dude, I didn't get to go to comic book, uh, free comic book day mainly because, like, comic book shops here are far and few between, and the closest one to me is, like, an hour and a half away, mm-hmm. uh, which is why I order all my comics in. Um, but, yeah, it was pretty good. I um, finished up God of War. Oh, nice. See, I made the terrible mistake of, I, I'm near the end. I'm in the final chapter. I got the weapon that's a spoiler already, and I've been playing around with that. But then I also, because I got it on a deal, I got Monster Hunter, so I accidentally... I'm like, well, I'll just make my character in Monster Hunter two hours later. Ooh, I have a full yeah. great Jagras set now. Yeah, Monster Hunter is so good. I need to start playing that game again, but um, yeah, God, God of War is so good. It's, it's so good. It's an easy front runner. Like, I'm not even done it yet, and I can easily say front runner for Game of the Year in 2018. Oh. By the end, it gets like so good. Like, like, well, why did it? Why did it take them this long to make this game? It's it, you know, just just be thankful they did is the thing. And like, how yeah. often does that happen? Do they like give a series a complete rebirth and it's like true to what came before, but also completely doing its own thing? Yeah, it's like it's a it's a reboot in like a new with new characters and everything. But yeah, it, it follows on from those other games, and mm-hmm. it's it's the it's like the new generation. Whereas all those games were from the old generation of consoles. This is for the new generation of consoles. What I think really works about it is they kept it so simple. Because to explain the plot of God of War. You could do it in about a sentence where it's like, yeah, Kratos and uh, this little kid, they gotta go take some ashes to the top of a mountain, and a bunch yeah. of shit keeps stopping them. Yeah, a series of unfortunate events starring Kratos. <laughs> it literally is a series of unfortunate events that takes them through all the realms and a bunch of boss fights and all this other stuff, and it's like, man, it's so true, you don't need a highly involved storyline to make your game good, you just need like a lot of really solid set pieces. Yeah, and I hope they continue that with the sequel because the end of this game teases a big sequel and a sequel I am more than happy to shell out money for. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure they will, and I'm sure there'll be DLC too. Like, I just figured this out. Yeah. Uh, the only way to get a new shield in that game or a different type of shield, just a different looking one, is to either beat the game on the hardest difficulty or get the pre-order edition. 
That's what I thought because, like, when I saw the, uh, I, I bought the game the day release. I was going to pre-order it, but I thought, ah, I'll just buy it because it'll be there'll be heaps there. Yeah. And I noticed that they did have shields, so I'm thinking, oh, cool, we'll get to like customize all our armor and everything. And then in the game, there was no shields, and I kept expecting, oh, well, maybe it's a later edition because it'll be a really strong weapon or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but yeah, no, you don't. Yeah, apparently you just got to beat the game on the hardest difficulty, yeah. which is really hard. I started yes, on the hardest difficulty and ended up probably about quarter way through changing down one yeah it's it, it's like <laughs> so it, hard it's fucking punishing is what it is it's like uh devil may cry or like a new york yeah. minute from max Payne difficulty yeah it's rough which again i mentioned dark souls it's funny how like so many games now are taking so much inspiration from dark souls even this in the best way possible where it's like hey shield roll all this other stuff giant enemies yeah, and it, it works as well because of, like, the setting it's all in. Yeah. It all works. It really, really does. You know what, I didn't think this would turn into a game segment, but, you know, let's keep this rolling because we do have news and we do have conversation, but I want to talk about this. Did you see the trailer for Red Dead 2? I did, I did, and it looks really awesome. It does. We get to see young John Marston pre- and post-scars. Yeah, I, I guess, like, yeah, I, I said on Twitter, like, I wasn't really, because I haven't been paying too much attention because I don't want to get spoiled uh, all that much, but um, I was thinking since it's Red Dead Redemption 2 to be a sequel with Jack Marsden mm -mm. and, like, him, like, going through, like, the First World War and all that yeah, sort of stuff. Right. And, and um, but, yeah, apparently, no, it's a prequel. I mean, it has to be a prequel because, like you said, at that point, if they kept going, it would have been a World War One game. <laughs> Yeah, no, but I, as I was talking to some people on, on Twitter, I would have liked to have seen, like, the, the consequences from the end of the first game where he mm. killed, um, oh, what's his name, Edgar, and, yeah. like, he sort of has to deal with, or to do that, he had to become sort of an outlaw right, himself right. when he was trying to not be and mm. sort of deal with that sort of stuff. It's uh, funny, the new guy you're playing for this one, Arthur Morgan, in all the trailers and everything, he looks like a genuinely really bad guy. I think, yeah, well, I know, like, he runs with the crew that in the first game you're set out to the kill. The Dutch Vanderlyn gang. Yeah, so, yeah, he he's probably not going to be very good. It's going to probably be a lot like um like in GTA with, like, Trevor and That's Michael and all I that. Thought, yeah. Where they're, like, shit heels, but you've got to play as them, and you sort of understand why they're there, like that. The question is, does Arthur leave the gang like uh, John did, or does he end up dying because he ain't there in Red Dead Redemption 1, and the whole plot of Red Dead Redemption 1 is go around and kill the remaining members of the Dutch Vanderlyn gang. What if the game ends with, like, John killing you? Oh, And, like, shit. that's the reason why John leaves, like, the, like, partly the reason why John leaves the gang? I like that a lot, because it's like, when we see uh, John Marston show up in the beginning of Red Dead 1, he's already working for the government when he touches down, so literally, that could be the thing, you could be Arthur Morgan, all old and shit, they do another time jump to where you're just hanging out, and then fucking John Marston shows up to kill you. Yeah. Matt, I, I think you solved it, Matt, I think you predicted <laughs> the end of that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope not. I, I hate that power. <laughs> I know. And we do that so much on this show. We call, I know, we call I know. shit from years away. 
Oh, man. What, what I like about it is that apparently uh, the whole concept of heist from GTA 5 is returning. Because you are a gang, you will be robbing banks, you will be robbing trains and stagecoaches and everything. And I, I can't wait for that, especially if, if they're going to implement multiplayer with that sort of yeah. dynamic. That'll be really cool. Oh, you know you and me are going to make a gang. What's our Wild West <laughs> gang going to be called? <laughs> oh, I have no idea. Lo Los Burritos Magnificos. <laughs> The, the, scour the scourges of the American Southwest. <laughs> no, no, our gang is, can't we be friends? Can't we just talk this out? <laughs> no, shoot first, ask questions never. <laughs> we'll, we'll workshop the gang. Hey, th th that's your homework in the comments section. What should the comic multiverse gang name be? <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do that. That'll be our thing. And it comes out soon, too. It comes out in October. Yeah, yeah. Although, with most Rockstar games, they say it's October. Don't be shocked if it gets pushed back a little. Well, it's already been pushed back, what, twice? That's the thing, too. It was supposed to be coming out, like, around now. Yeah. And they pushed it back. So here's hoping they got the pushbacks out of the way. Hopefully. Here's the hope, because goddamn, that looks cool. Yeah, hopefully they didn't push it back to try and implement shark cards in some way. Yeah, what is the They, they probably have. What, they probably have. Uh, yeah, that's the thing that bugs me. Like, I love that they gave so much quote-unquote free content for online for GTA V, but I would have traded all of it just for one story DLC. Yeah, well, yeah, and they promised a story DLC, so... They did. Because Ballad of Gay Tony was really good, and Lost and Damned were really, really good, and I would have liked that in GTA V, but we never got it. Maybe we'll get one for Red Dead. Maybe they decided, hey, let's just move on to Red Dead and give them like a, an, an Undead Nightmare sequel or something. See, they would be dumb not <coughs> to do Undead Nightmare. It's a shame it already comes out in October, but I bet you by October the following year, they'll have Undead Nightmare 2 in there as well. Hopefully. I think they'd be silly not to. Mm. I think they gotta do it. Or shit, you know what? Do, do a weird, like, you know, Red Dead Generations thing where you see, like, Red and the cast from Red Dead Revolver show up. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. Because they did that for online. You could have Red and the cast of Red Dead Revolver as skins in online. And I'm like, no, no, no. So, someone explain how these things exist in the same universe. <laughs> it, it, is red like a descendant of john marston because they have similar facial scars and they can both do like the quick time dead eye thing <laughs> although that kind of fucks up because apparently arthur morgan can do it too and clearly he's not related to john or is he yeah everyone can do it they're all metahumans in this world <laughs> that's that, that's the wild west version of being a jedi <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, you, you've got a lot of wild west achlorians inside you <laughs> gives you the power to do the dead eye <laughs> oh and on that note everyone i swear we actually have comic news to talk about but thank you for that little video game diversion there matt and i need to do that every so often get it out of our system so we don't end up doing a video game podcast yeah yeah all right, so our first piece of news here is actually something of a surprising one. Apparently, Anthony Russo of the Russo brothers actually did want to have the Defenders in Infinity War. Yeah, the, the, I, I'm kind of wondering, like, how, like, what they would have done. Uh, but, yeah, it, like, 
That'd be that would have been pretty cool, but already there was already quite a few characters. <laughs> That's what he said it broke down to. He said when they were writing the movie with uh, the two writers, McNeely and I forget the other guy, they basically had all the cards on the table. That included TV people, both Netflix and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and they said they wanted to work it in, but the story they were telling for part one was so targeted and specific, and at the end of the day, it really was. Yeah, yeah, it had to get to a certain point, and having those characters in, even for just a second, it like it wouldn't have added anything really to no. the to the movie. And we already had three stories going on and everything. I can see why they didn't do it, but I'm happy to at least know that they wanted to, and those cards are something that can be put on the table. Yeah, and I mean, like Agents of Shield at the moment is doing Infinity War tie-ins. Yes. The last two episodes have been Infinity War tie-ins, and it's probably going to end in that season with another Infinity War tie-in. But yeah, that's pretty crazy. You know, it's funny, and it's really sad. Someone pointed this out on Twitter. I forget who it was, but they said something to the effect of, "I think the only way we could one hundred percent guarantee the Defenders guys in Infinity War." is if their shows got cancelled, because if they did, that means there would no longer be any scheduling conflicts. And I'm like, it, oh, oh, fuck, you're right, though. Yeah, yeah, that would free them up to be like, hey, come and appear in this movie. Like, you yeah. Don't, yeah. don't have to worry about some TV show anymore. <laughs> that to, Again, to use the perfect example, the reason Constantine was free to show up in so much DCU TV stuff is because he didn't have a fucking show anymore. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. His schedule was wide open <laughs> for cameos, for whatever you need him to do. Birthdays, bat mitzvahs, brisks, he'll do it. John Constantine, he'll show up. Uh, but yeah, so that's Infinity War, everyone. That's that's at least nice to know that here's hoping, here's hoping for Avengers 4. Again, it doesn't need to be a big part. Just have Daredevil, doesn't have to be Daredevil, have Matt Murdock out of costume and have all of them sitting at Joyce's bar and them watching TV and seeing the Avengers save the world. That's all we need. Well, not even that. Like in number four, when I imagine when everyone gets undusted or, or something, like have a couple of them appear, like yes. coming back from dust or something, like Luke Cage or someone. That's all we're asking. Yeah. That's all. We're not getting greedy. We just want them to show up and be acknowledged in the movies is all we need. Yeah. And that, but as well, like the problem with that is they, then they kind of have to like mention something that big in the TV show as well. Like can't really just gloss around. Hey, this character just like got turned to dust then came back. Like, I think it can be. Can't just gloss over that. (laughs) It could be a throwaway line. It could be like Jessica Jones being like, Jesus, this is almost as bad as when half of New York got blinked out of existence. Remember that? Glug, 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 punch. (laughs) Or be like, or Matt Murdock be like, I'm going to make you wish you still stayed blinked out of existence, Kingpin. (laughs) I'm not a writer, you see. Someone could make that sound much better than me. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would go for. And, uh, hey, we're not done talking about Infinity War, Matt, because next we have Infinity Wars, the summer event that Infinity Countdown is actually counting down to. Yeah, so this event that's happening at the moment, this Guardians of the Galaxy event that's happening at the moment is counting down to another event that's going to happen and, and probably be based around the Guardians. <laughs> and is and is Infinity Countdown even really an event, or is it just the ending that Jerry Duggan was going to give his Guardian series with some Adam Warlock backup stories? That yeah, that's all it is. I swear, like this newest issue that came out the other week, I, I was like, okay, hopefully we're going to get something else. Uh, no more Guardians. 
which don't get me wrong it's good stuff i'm sure duggan is super happy that people more eyes are on his run than were before but at the same time it's like jesus christ guys yeah it, it looks as well like all like the the uh tie-ins that start up very soon are gonna deal with like the other other stones i'm yeah. like geez you know way to way to like pick who who you like the best to be in these main issues a eh, duggan yeah which hey you know and here's the thing those other supplemental issues where are the stones what's happening to them that's the important stuff by the sounds of it yeah so it doesn't make much sense it I doesn't mean, make any sense to me. It, it's totally backwards. It's like it should have been the other way around. It's like the stuff with Ultron and Adam Warlock should have been the main story, and what happened to the Guardians should have been the backup story. Yeah, yeah, it's so strange. Very. Well, that's the way they chose to do it. But yeah, so uh, for Infinity Wars, we got a bunch of new artwork detailing who might be the villain or villain for this event. Because, you know, I thought... I thought Ultron was going to be the villain. They were making him up to be the yeah. bad guy. Apparently not, though. No, it's someone even bigger than him called... Uh, what's it? Re Requiem or yes. something? Yes, uh, Re Requiem for a Dream. His plan is to go around and get all the <laughs> Avengers to go ass to ass. Yeah, and get really sad. <laughs> yeah, r really sad. But, you know, but Jared Leto's in it, and he's a really good actor. <laughs> <laughs> Man, man, if, you, if you, I'm amazed for the five people out there who will get that Requiem for a Dream reference and everyone else will be like, what the fuck are they talking about? <laughs> but yeah, Requiem looks like death. And I wonder, is Requiem actually a Grim Reaper or have they blacked out some of his face to make it uh, more of a mystery of who they are? I have no idea. I know like the, the glasses that the being wears are like in the shape of an infinity, which yeah. is really cool. They make an infinity symbol, yeah. yeah. It makes me think, like, oh, is this going to be, like, a, a character, like, we, we know and they've, like, come to do Is this going to be, like, like old Gamora from the from the Soul Stone or something or, or something? Like, or Gamora, have... Gamora with her soul back or something? This person does have a big, giant Gamora-esque sword and a female figure in some shot, so... Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Mitch, our mutual friend Mitch, actually had a pretty interesting pitch on Twitter. I'm sure you saw this, where he's like, oh, you know, Requiem, they're calling them Death Incarnate. Is this, like, a reference to, like, all the lives that have been lost via the Infinity Stones or all the people who have been wished back via the Infinity Stones? And I'm like, shit, Mitch, the more you talk, you're making them sound like the Dark Star Dragon Balls from GT. So, yeah, yeah, so, like, the they're being made up of everyone who's been killed by an infinity stone or something right that'd be that'd be pretty interesting that would be it would be like and again requiem is kind of like a punishment like a coming and everything where it's like look you know you heroes and villains you've abused the natural order for way too long with these infinity stones it's not meant to keep rewriting reality over and over again like this it's not meant for killing like this i'm gonna stop you the only way i know how by killing you first yeah, well, it was also looks like in, in like some of the shots that obviously Thanos is going to be involved. Oh, yeah. uh, so I'm wondering if like maybe it's like the sort of same thing, but with Thanos, like the this beings came about because they're sick of Thanos trying to go after the stones yeah. and keep fucking using them. So they're just going to put a stop to him once and for all. I could see. Well, it's funny. One of the solicitations they had, Thanos looks to be carrying the head of one of the Requiem guys, and like the little title there says, Thanos wins which is also the name of the last Donnie Cates uh, run on Thanos. Yeah. Which I actually just finished reading its entirety for a future of the story so far. I quite enjoyed it. 
I read the first couple of issues. It was really good. It was really good. You know what works about it? Cates doesn't write it like a normal story. He writes it like a fairy tale. Mm. Like a really fucked up fairy tale with lots of murder in it. <laughs> and once upon a time, there was Thanos, and he was the biggest, strongest person ever. And no one could beat him, which is why his future self kidnapped him from time to try and fight him. <laughs> Because he's a dick like that. And also Cosmic Ghost Rider was there, who was Ghost Rider and a Herald of Galactus and the Punisher. <laughs> yeah, wrap your mind around that. And he was so popular, he got a spin-off five-part miniseries. <laughs> so good on Cosmic Ghost Rider. But uh, yeah, so that's your Infinity Wars news, everyone. Expect Matt and I to talk about that much more when that becomes a thing. Yeah, when's, it, when's the actual event starting? Summer. And I guess we're nearing there very soon. Well, I, I'm going to guess with the timing the way it is, as soon as Infinity Countdown is done, this is going to start. I Yeah, probably the week after it finishes. I think that finishes in, like, July or something. Yeah, yeah, we got a couple more tie-ins and one-shots there. Uh, from the world of Marvel news, though, we transition on over to the world of DC news. The DC streaming app was announced this week. It finally has a name. We're not just going to call it that DC streaming app anymore because it's now officially called the DC Universe streaming app. Yes, and someone was probably paid a lot of money to come up with that. That feels very much like the kid who doesn't finish their homework assignment and is like rushing it to get it in. Yeah, I can imagine like like the executives are like they're like busy like getting all like the programming ready for it, and then and then everyone's like, so what are we gonna call this? And they're like, oh fuck, we have an Shit. announcement coming up for uh, DC Universe. No one's using that for that MMO anymore. Let's no. just use this. <laughs> Which hey, you know, not to tell tales out of school and not to burn my source or anything on this one, but from all accounts that I've heard from multiple different places, this app behind the scenes has been a total nightmare to develop for so apparently yeah for all we know this could have been a last minute addition to the name yeah it kind of sounds like it like here's the thing like what was it uh WonderCon or wizard world whatever the last con was that we were talking c2e2 they were supposed to announce this at c2e2 but they didn't that was a while ago as well that was a while ago now so jeez <laughs> so they're, they're jeez. not they're not on their timetable for this. And again, I'm like, is it is it that? I mean, I've never done it, so I don't know. But is it that hard to launch a streaming app? It seems like everyone launches a streaming app. Yeah, I yeah, I don't understand it. Maybe they were just having trouble. Maybe maybe it was like the shows they wanted because um, we'll obviously be talking about them in a minute. The shows they announced are kind of weird. Like like the like the the collection of them are weird. They're a little scatter shot. There's the Teen Titans yeah. show, which some of the costumes looked really good, some not so much. Some people got really upset over Starfire, and it's like, guys, she's not going to look like that on TV. Did you really think she was? <laughs> did you really think they were going to do that every week it's unfair to the actress and again too it's like well beast boy doesn't look that way either i'm like yeah they're not going to spend the money to do that on a tv streaming budget i know robin looked good and i know hawk and dove looked good but that's why they led with those two <laughs> but hey still still arguably looks better than a lot of the cw stuff so hey there's that yeah, which I guess doesn't make any sense because it's a streaming service. <laughs> you think they'd have more money to throw at it, but apparently no, they don't. Uh, Young Justice season uh, season three, the much in development, much demanded Young Justice season three. Yeah, originally it was meant to be on Netflix or or something. So obviously it's not going to be on Netflix anymore. It's going to be on this. 
which this kind of makes me afraid because it's like for a lot of animated shows third season slump is a real thing i would hate to live in the reality where this comes out and it disappoints people <laughs> it, it will inevitably di disappoint someone because it's like here's the thing well i mean yeah i mean with the numbers game you're absolutely right Matt. everything disappoints someone <laughs> i disappoint people every day but yeah like to think about this where it's like it's been a long time in development and it was a long time before this what's this show even gonna look like is this gonna pick up like right where season two left off or are they gonna have a thing where they gotta reintroduce everyone because it's a new app and new all this other stuff yeah, not only that, like, the team is also getting sort of like, reshuffled as well. So there's, like, newer characters they got to reintroduce to people who might not know them and all this sort of stuff. So, yeah, it's kind of weird. And are the other, are the first two seasons going on this app, though? Or, or are they going to leave them on, like, Netflix or wherever the hell they are? They so it's just going to be season three just on this random app. It's going to be so weird. They d it's, it's like later seasons of Community where you had to get the app for it. Yeah, on Hulu or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, really. Yeah, they, they have not said that, Matt. Also, that Harley Quinn show that they've been talking about, which I think is animated, the animated Harley Quinn show, that's also going to be on this, but this is the first we've heard of the Harley Quinn show in a long time, but apparently it's launching with this app. Yeah, and, like, why? Like, enough Harley Quinn shit. Just do something else. No. And I guarantee you as well it's going to be like those Constantine animated shows. It's going to be like one episode cut down to ten minutes. Oh, my God. If they do that, I will be so fucking miserable. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, no, well, I couldn't, I, like, what would you do for a Harley Quinn show for, that's like a 20-minute episode, like... You can't. She can't carry it on her own. I I have a pitch for it, but they wouldn't do this. I would go full Animaniacs. I would go full like you know Cartoon Network via nineteen ninety four. You do two eleven minute segments and stitch them together. Yeah, I don't know whether they'll do that. I mean, most animation is going eleven minutes uh, anyway, because that's just that's the way that's possible. that's why I think that's it's going to happen. So I'm surprised, like, no, Young Justice's full 20-minute episodes. <laughs> yeah, really. If they're like, yeah, you get Young Justice Season 3, ooh, but every episode is chopped down to 11 minutes because that's where the winds are blowing now. It works, yeah. works for... So really, minutes. it's like... The, really, it's the amount of, like, four episodes. <laughs> yeah, ouch. I mean, you know, it, it, it works for Adventure Time, and, you know, it works for all these other shows. It works for Teen Titans Go, so we'll do this now. Yeah. <laughs> Man, so I still think uh, Teen Titans Go, I, I do not enjoy it because I am not six and I do not have the sense of humor of most six-year-olds. But man, I got to admit, I watched the trailer for the Teen Titans Go movie and I'm like, all right, that's actually a little funny. Yeah, well, they got, they got some good cast on that. They, got, they do. They got, I think they just had like Jimmy Kimmel was going to be playing Batman because Cage is Superman. That was funny. I like that they're like talking mad shit about the live action DC movies. Yeah. They even had posters that were talking shit they about do. them as well. <laughs> Man, that's fucking ballsy, where they're like, they're calling it, they're pointing at the sign, and being like, we are going to make more than the Justice League movie, and you're all going to cry when we do. <laughs> it's true, though. It's true. <laughs> it, it really, it really is. Also, hey, I like Deathstroke as the villain of this movie, but they can't call him Deathstroke, though, because it's still technically for kids, so he's just Slade yeah yeah <laughs> so all right that's that's a thing but uh yeah an another show and this this was brand new announced with the news of the app there's also going to be a swamp thing show yeah but the and it sounds so strange because uh, apparently he's not going to be the main character 
Aha. He's going to be. Yeah, I, I think what they're going to try and do, and they'll probably bungle it, is that oh, he's going to be portrayed as the the force of nature that oh, just appears yeah. in all these. And I don't know whether it's going to have like just like someone like um, who is his wife? Oh, uh, Abigail. Yeah, uh, uh, whether she'll be like the main character and he'll be like around or it, or whether they're going to have like anthology episodes where uh, it's like random un connected episodes where he just appears tales from the swamp thing yeah i don't know about that i would have liked to have him be the main character me too because there's so many amazing swamp thing stories out there but he is such a hard pitch to anyone who doesn't read comics yeah yeah it's like no no no. he's masterful and transcendent and yes he looks like a bog monster but he's actually like an elemental and the parliament of trees and all this other stuff and like the red and the green and all these amazing concepts from like charles Soule to uh alan moore and all of this other stuff there's so much great material yeah but he's called swamp thing though <laughs> how am i as a tv executive supposed to market something called swamp thing uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's, he, he's slightly better than Man Thing, though, and Giant Sized Man Thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I I could actually, yeah, like I think you once again, Matt. I I bet you're right. They'll build the show around Abigail. She'll be like, oh, I loved this Alec Holland guy one time, but you know, he disappeared into the swamps, never to be seen again. And you know, I still I still feel he's around me. And oh, my evil father, Anton Arcane. And his, uh, what was it, what were his guys, the Inhumanoids? No, the Unmen, the Unmen. Unmen. The Unmen, which, goddamn, that's that's just a funny name. <laughs> so it's like, wait, 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 so Swamp Thing fights a group of people called the Unmen? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I imagine that they've done it that way, so it doesn't cost as much to do the Swamp Thing uh costume or whatever the hell they do it so he'll just he'll appear to, it'll always be in like darkness and always, stuff and... always at night always in the rain because yeah. that's cheaper and easier and so if he kind of looks like shit it's okay yeah um they, they're also um moving that that metropolis tv show over to to the app as well and that's getting redeveloped oh is as it? well yeah, originally it was going to be something about like Lex Luthor and Lois Lane team up before Superman comes to the town, or yeah. some some really ridiculous pitch or something. Yeah, it was. But Lois now it's and Luthor solving crimes and shit. Yeah, but now it's like rede- being redeveloped. The the thing is though, it's still being redeveloped by the guys who made Gotham. <laughs> So yeah, it's gonna be like really. It's gonna have like all the villains become villains before Superman arrives. Even though half the villains are attributed to Superman arriving, and yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you mentioned Gotham, Matt, because some people were telling me when I was ta- uh, again, I was I was in a bigger group chat on Facebook talking about how you know uh, Legends really found itself in the third season by going full stupid by completely owning the fact that it's a comedy and all their characters were incompetent. Apparently, mm-hmm. apparently, someone was telling me that Gotham actually evolved along similar roads in the like second half of the third season, to where now they just straight up don't care anymore. Like they brought back the Joker kid. Remember Joker kid from season one? Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing about this. I think someone was telling me, yeah, they brought they they brought him back, but they killed that one who had like yes. the cut off Capullo Snyder face. Yes. And his, his, like, twin brother who he never knew took over or something. His identical twin brother, played by the (laughs) same character, inhaled a bunch of evil Joker gas, and because of that, he turned into the Jack Nicholson Joker. 
Yeah, with the big hat and every and the coat and everything. And, yeah, and, and pale face and everything. What was his name? Uh, J- Jeremiah or some shit. And I watched a whole like and I watched the whole clip on YouTube where it's like him going to Gordon at the GCPD, and it's like, oh, my brother was a psycho, but I am an artist. I've planted bombs all over the city, and you know, doing a bunch of other stereotypical Joker crap. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, this is now actually crossed into the realm of so bad. It's actually kind of good now to where i'm like wait so this little kid is holding the cops of gotham hostage dressed as the joker because he has bombs yeah yeah and they just like believe him yep you know (laughs) and like all the cops pointing guns at this kid we're gonna shoot this child and i'm like okay okay the show has gone to a place I'm, like, I'm gonna be interested once they they bring back the. I don't know whether they've done more on like uh, Bruce Wayne becoming Batman when he's still like like uh, ten or something. Also, there was clones and shit, and the mutant Death yeah, Eater yeah. was there for a moment. I'm like, okay, maybe this show has gone just like full kindergarten. Yeah, he wouldn't really shoot that. I think they had like Talia Al Ghul or something, Raz Al Ghul or some shit, and yeah. <laughs> of course they did. Where it's like, you know what? This show's already gonna be bad, so let's just throw everything in the fucking gumbo pot. Yeah, and that's what I have. That's what I'm worried about with like this Metropolis show. It's developed by the same fucking people. Do- What's to say? Oh, Gotham seems to be working. Let's just do that, but for Metropolis. Hey, I'm the parasite's brother who wasn't really the parasite, but now I am. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me go. Yeah, I'm Bo- Booty Jones, not Rudy Jones. <laughs> Damn it, Booty Jones, he's at it again. <laughs> uh, and hey, you know, while we're speaking about uh, DC and apps, uh, here's another thing they mentioned today, and this is this is actually not very good news. Uh, DC Comics abandons digital codes and releases uh, what is it, and raises their digital prices. Oh, fantastic. <laughs> not a not a great thing to do around free comic book day either, is it? Yeah, it's, it's really weird. Like lately they've been making like some pretty questionable choices and this is like all off the back of like them doing like 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 one and a half good years of like rebirth and everything. Mm-hmm. We'll uh, we'll talk about this when we talk about DC Nation number zero. But Matt, <laughs> I I, I do, do you feel it? Do you feel that change in the force? Like, <laughs> like the great pen- the winds of changing. <laughs> the winds of the great pendulum of comic book nerd culture. It had swung in DC's favor for so long, so hard, <laughs> and now ever so slightly, it's like oh shit, it's coming back. It's coming. It's swinging in the. Oh my god, we're swinging the other way. <laughs> oh my god, Marvel is doing amazing. <laughs> Again, this this time next month, we'll reconvene as we do and we'll talk about it. But yeah, as you said, Matt, this is just one of, I hate to admit, a number of kind of <laughs> boneheaded decisions that DC has made. Yeah, yeah. To, to put it into perspective, it's like, oh, that's a very Marvel-sounding decision is what that is. And didn't, didn't Marvel do the same thing? I vaguely remember we talked about this and people yelled and shouted at Marvel to where they brought back digital codes and digital discounts. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. I remember for a while there they didn't have the codes, and then I think around 
maybe Marvel Now, maybe just before that, they like brought them all back. Because, yeah, I remember getting some issues and they had like the, the big thing on the bottom. There's a yeah. digital code and no. all that sort of stuff. Which it's a good idea because especially in this day and age of like, do, do we actually own our content? Do we actually own our media or do we just lease it? I like the idea of like, cool, I bought the physical edition. I can carry it around with me if I want to. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. With the digital, you can just like upload it onto a tablet, and if you're going on a trip, you can just access it right there without having to take, you know, a comic long box with you. Absolutely, because you and I buy dozens of comics a week, and it's like, well, I need to ride the train, or I need to catch a plane, or something. I'm not gonna fumble around with twenty fucking floppies. Yeah, yeah, is absolutely the thing. And again. This is another one of those issues where I think Marvel got raked over the coals too by stores where it's like, well, if people if people just can buy it at home, then they will is the thing. And once again, this further feeds into my theory that I've been kicking around forever and it's dark and it's unfortunate and it's sad, but we will see the death of comic stores in our lifetime. And I think both companies are making strides to try and move away from the comic store uh, paradigm. Yeah, before that happens. Before it happens, absolutely. Especially if some major mergers and deals go through, we might be seeing way more digital, and we might be seeing one or both of the companies throwing in more behind Amazon than ever before, because Amazon's just so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's um, it's convenient. That's the thing. It is. You know, That's else? All, it, all it's about for people. It is. It's convenience, and especially when it's such a niche thing as comic books. And yes, I will mourn the death of the comic store community, but at the same time, too, when my local comic store is clogged up with crackheads, <laughs> maybe I'm fine not going there anymore. And look, I, I I don't blame Grey Guardian Games in Peterborough, Ontario. They can't help who comes in. In fact, with the state of uh-huh. comic book stores as it is, they need all the potential business they can get, even if it's the crackhead contingent. <laughs> hey, man, I'll sell you some rocks for that new Thanos miniseries. <laughs> no, sir, 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 we only accept money here. Now, sir, my rocks are as good as your money, I tell you. <laughs> Made with the finest baking soda money can buy. Oh, God. <laughs> now, let me get some of them 20-sided dice. I want to crush them up and shoot them into my veins. <laughs> Critical. Oh, God. Uh, but, yeah, that's that's unfortunate news for anyone out there. That's not good for anyone. Uh, here's a really unexpected piece of news, Matt. I didn't think we'd be talking about this one. Uh, Power Rangers has apparently been bought by Hasbro. That that's pretty amazing. That is Power Rangers has had such a fucking weird history and trajectory from being owned by Haim Saban, who when shit wasn't making him as much money anymore, sold to Disney, who had it for a mm-hmm. couple of years. Then Haim Saban bought it back from Disney. Yeah, and then now it's it's with Hasbro, I guess. I guess he needed more money. <laughs> yeah, you know what I think it is? I think Haim Saban bought it back with the idea of being like, oh, superhero movies are really big now. The Power Rangers are yeah. basically superheroes. He was really av- involved, apparently, in that last movie and was really pushing for it to make money. Then it didn't, so now he's like, fuck it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah. Uh, but, but yeah, it, that that's kind of interesting, especially with, uh, like, does that mean they're in charge of, like, TV shows and stuff now? Yes, yes, it is. And also, yeah. it, gets, it gets even weirder because it's like, what happens to the Power Rangers comic? Because it's put out by Boom, but yeah. Hasbro has their own comic book deals. Does that mean the book is going to transition from Boom to one of their companies? I would hate to see it die on the vine because of that, because it's, it's really fucking good. Well, see, is 
does Hasbro have? Are they like owned by like Disney or someone? I I think Hasbro is their own entity, but every everyone owns everything in this. Yeah, because they could could theoretically go to like Marvel. Hasbro parent company. <laughs> let's let's look this shit in because yeah, it's like it's like whenever you buy a soft drink off the stands, it's like oh, it's either owned by PepsiCo or uh, Coca Cola International. Yeah, uh, company largest toy maker in the world. Obviously, that's why they're interested Hasbro because they're the biggest toy. Yeah. Maker. and Power Rangers has always moved plastic and has always sold toys. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, ba dum ba dum ba dum. Hasbro acquired the trademarks from Kenner, Parker Brothers, Milton Bradley, Monopoly, GI Joe, Furby, Transformers. Ooh, we can get a Transformers versus Power Rangers story at some point. Hey, that'll be cool. And a GI Joe one. And a GI Joe. They also own Nerf, My Little po- uh, My Little Pony, and the Yokai Watch. Okay. <laughs> oh, they're uh, they're also uh, located in Pawtucket, Rhode Island, which I guess is that joke from the early seasons of Family Guy when Peter worked at a toy factory. Huh. I never I never realized that until just this moment. Uh, okay, who who owns them? Who owns them? Ba-dum, ba-dum. I, it's got to be like 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 Disney or like a company that Disney owns or something. You would think the majority of its products are manufactured in East Asia. Yeah, what else is new? <laughs> uh, but I cannot see who owns them if anyone owns them. I mean, I'm sure through some, you know, like friggin' mutual fund and some, you know, like shell company, I'm sure someone owns them because very few companies stand on their own anymore. Or maybe this one does. Yeah, uh, maybe. Maybe, maybe it's the, it hasn't just been bought by them yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But yeah, so Power Rangers changing hands yet again. <laughs> the the unloved child. And how much did they buy them for? They bought them for fifty two million or fifty or <laughs> no, sorry. Wow. So, sorry, sorry. I dropped one of the twos. That was wrong. That's five hundred twenty two million. <laughs> so not even a billion dollars. Not even a billion dollars. <laughs> wow. I mean, I guess with the failed movie, I guess they can't say that they're as like big a brand as they used to be. But still, like, they've got, like, the TV shows and toys and yeah. whatever else. I would have thought, that, like, they would have, like, raked them in, like, a fair bit. You Especially would... with, like, the new the new TV series. Like, they didn't they, like, up the budget of them or something? And they've got, like, new costumes that look more similar to, like, the CW, like, oh. Flash costumes and stuff. Oh, uh, ni- I think Ninja Steel is the last one. Yeah, whatever, like, a new one's going to be or something. Right. Well, it's funny because they started doing it weird. It used to be... When they worked with Saban and when they worked with, you know, uh, what is it, the Toku Sensai companies and everything, the rule was you had to make a season of Power Rangers for every season of Super Sentai that existed, so you never ran out of footage. Yeah, yeah. But then they took a couple years off, and then they started doing this thing now in the Nickelodeon era where every season of Power Rangers would actually be two seasons and they would cannibalize the footage of two different Sentais. That way, if they didn't like the costumes, or if the tone didn't match, if, like, say, the Japanese one was more comedic or more, like, inside baseball for the Japanese, they wouldn't have to upend everything. Yeah, yeah, the new series is called Beast Morphers, and the costumes look very similar to, like, the Flash, like that sort of, like, leathery sort of material. Yes, that's right. Beast Morphers because Ninja Steel is ending. See, I I don't watch them, but I keep track of them. I'm such a Power Rangers <laughs> nerd. I'm sure to look into it every so often. It's like, what's going on here? Ah, good, good. 
And then when yeah, and I I imagine this is like a series that they can butcher with like the Sentai stuff and everything. Okay. Oh yeah. Okay. So see this this Beast Morpher stuff. So those costumes are not actually uh, related to anything animal related. Those suits are from uh, what is it from a spy themed Super Sentai. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, they're just like reusing them. Yes, they were supposed to be spies, and that's because the costumes for Beast Morphers look goddamn ridiculous. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't find any of their pictures of them, but I ima- imagine they, they are pretty ridiculous. They they look like Teletubbies, because that one apparently is more of like a soft comedy one they did for a year. Uh, yeah, yeah, see, they don't do any of them, really. No, no, they've never... Uh, like, the closest they did was Turbo, and everybody hates Turbo. Yeah. Well, it, it also doesn't help that, like japanese humor doesn't probably translate very well it's very hard to translate like here's the thing the white ranger everyone loves so much in japan he was a mischievous little boy who when he transformed like shazam he got big muscles and everything yeah like that wouldn't really translate (laughs) no no that didn't play nearly as well but god it's it's amazing to think that show's been around for like upwards of 25 years I know, I know. I, I would be sad to see it go, where it's like, oh, I haven't watched it in forever, but, like, it was a constant part of my life and brought me much joy, and I also enjoy when Linkara does his History of the Power Rangers videos. That's the last thing he does that I actually watched, where I'm like, okay, what did I miss? Yeah, well, that's the thing, like, if it were to end, I'd watch that last season. Because yeah. imagine, I imagine if it were to end and they knew it was going to end, they'd probably pull out all the stops. You would hope they would. Well, that's happened before. Like, uh, there was yeah, the- yeah, super, super mega force, <laughs> super mega force. They thought that was the last one. RPM, they thought was the last one. Uh, I think like in space, they thought was the last one too. There's been quite a few scenarios where that show thought it was the last time, but it wasn't. Yeah. And oh my god, like they used to film it in America, then they only filmed it in New Zealand. And the fucked up thing about filming in New Zealand is that the show never actually aired on New Zealand TV because it didn't meet the standards for uh, New Zealand kids television. Yes, very high standards. Very high standards. <laughs> I mean, kids from New Zealand are just smarter than us, it's true. <laughs> Have you ever seen a New Zealand baby? Their heads are this big. <laughs> hey, look at Tiger Watiti's head. It's huge. It's huge. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, all, they're all amazing filmmakers who can balance comedy and drama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I listened to his commentary on Thor Ragnarok this week. I finally got around to it. It's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> it's amazing. I love his two-year-old daughter comes in and has the best reactions to everything. Oh, no, he's getting hit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's not good. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I know, right? That's what I was going for in the scene. <laughs> and then the kid's like okay i'm bored now i'm two and it's like yeah yeah she she doesn't care about this because she's two <laughs> it's really funny it's really good then there's that great picture that came out on twitter it was him uh taika watiti mark ruffalo and uh, chris hemsworth all asleep on like a pull-out couch together <laughs> and someone filmed that i'm like jesus christ they all got really close on this movie didn't they <laughs> In any other scenario, when a director is all like, hey, come to my trailer, we'll all have a nap on my pullout couch, it would be like, I think I need to call my agent. <laughs> but on this one, they're like, nah, man, let's do it. <laughs> uh, and hey, that's a beautiful segue, Matt, because speaking of Marvel movies, uh, the new Ant-Man trailer came out this week, too. 
yeah it, after like the the huge downer ending of infinity War, they're like here have have a comedy trailer <laughs> which which i think might actually help it in the long run where it's like hey kids were you sad at that last uh, avengers movie because your favorite heroes died here's ant-man to make it all better <laughs> <laughs> yeah it looks really good yeah. i i really liked the trailer i thought it was really cool excellent song choice uh it takes yeah. two to make everything all right it takes two to make it out of sight i'm like ah because it's a buddy movie movie good idea yeah yeah it looks it looks really good i like that we got to see a little bit more of the villain ghost yeah yeah in it who they're doing like a whole bunch of new stuff with it because it's a female ghost now and she's like trying to get into the microverse maybe but that's messing with her head and everything and they even showed how the fights were gonna work and it's like yeah a villain who can walk through walls is pretty terrifying yeah it, it looks uh really cool and i think like um obviously walter walter goggins is yes. uh well i guess like a secondary villain love it that's pretty cool love me some walton goggins i'm a big uh what is it sons of anarchy uh the shield fan yeah he's really good and all that shit uh yeah what else was there in the trailer oh we got to see uh lawrence fishburne who is going to be goliath yeah he, he, uh, we don't get to see much of him but we do learn that he has been goliath yes Please, which is pretty cool please let old lawrence fishburne suit up in the goliath costume <laughs> for like one minute please please i want to see 21 foot lawrence fishburne just me too stamping around the city next to 65 foot ant-man who's who laughs i love that laugh he does ooh, when he ooh, goes ooh. big <laughs> it's, it's really good i i love that almost as much as i love paul rudd's yakuza suit yeah <laughs> you didn't know paul rudd was in the dojima clan but he actually is in the dojima clan. <laughs> he's an enforcer of them <laughs> yeah really <laughs> yeah but but it looks really cool and i think we're also going to be getting because there's like a part in the trailer someone pointed out that's like hank pym and um uh yeah. the original wasp uh janet uh fighting someone and it looks like maybe we might see like what happens like more of an explanation of what happens like when they're stopping that missile right you know who it should be it should be the mandarin is what it should be oh that'd be awesome because as we saw in clips uh from the first ant-man when uh, a young hank pimp was uh pym was running around fighting crime we see 10 rings flags in the background oh that uh, it might be a it, it could possibly be now whether that was just the prop department getting smart and reusing uh what is it reusing props but at the same time it's like guys that's in there that's canon have them fight the real mandarin and you can even get away with casting a stereotypical asian guy and being like well it was in the past yeah it was in like the, the 70s 80s yeah. yeah of course he looked like fu manchu that's not ridiculous back then because it was the style at the time yeah yeah <laughs> That'd be so awesome. Who, who, who do they cast as young Mandarin? Uh, who's the guy from Harold and Kumar? Let's grab him. <laughs> oh, John Cho. John Cho. No, no, you know who you get? Uh, you get the dude from Fresh Off the Boat who's in all those Seth Rogen movies. He's really good. Oh, he's actually already in this film. Oh, shit, he <laughs> is too. Isn't he's he? playing Jimmy Woo. <laughs> That's right. Jimmy Woo, who is secretly the Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he's, again, a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent who is not all he seems to be. Yeah, yeah I, f I forget that, yeah, he's already part of this universe, isn't he? Shit, he's a really good actor, that guy. 
<laughs> he's a really good actor, and I'm glad he's getting more shit to lead now, and I'm glad he's going to be in this. That's that's way too fun. I, I name a couple of the Asian actors I know, and one of them is already in it. <laughs> well, I'm just happy he's getting work then. But yeah, so that's the news this week, everyone. Lots of, lots of good topics. Yeah. And I suppose from there, we can transition on over to what we read this week, and it was a big old meaty week, wasn't it, Matt? It was. There was a lot of big, like, event books that came out this week. A lot of new number ones, a lot of stuff to get people started. And I will let you get started first, Matt, on this special 98th episode, because every episode is special. Let's talk about DC Nation Issue Zero. Let's. I have my copy. Yeah, I have my copies in the mail. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, we got three three stories, uh, all sort of, like, springboarding off uh, what's been happening in the comics recently and what's going to happen in the comics recently. The first one, obviously, being... The Batman one about the Joker, the, the edgy Joker. Is he ever? I mean, uh, credit where credit is due to Clay Man. He looks scary, but it's... Un- that's, what I, that's what I said in my reviews. Like, hey, at least the art's good. The Which, that's kind of what we've been saying about Tom King's Batman up until now. At least, at least they pair him with the best artists in the field. <laughs> did, did you get this, where they're trying really hard to draw Joker like he's scary... But his dialogue is just so so he he, he, he sounds like it's Roger. It's not threatening. No, not threatening at all. Like you're, you're like, wow, this guy like he doesn't seem very threatening at all. No, he, he sounds a bit like Paul Lynn, doesn't he? From the old talk shows, you know. Yeah, yeah. Which again, I make a joke of him sounding like Roger from uh, American Dad. The guy he's terrorizing all issue long is named Roger. <laughs> where i'm like again tom K- are, are you just fucking with us at this point like that's what i think because like this book reads like like someone who doesn't know what the joker's like uh, who only heard like oh the joker's insane it's like well an insane man would just go to a random person's house and and wait for a letter that would definitely never come that's, that's so insane it's so crazy the joker would do it and it's like no no he wouldn't and, and the joker doesn't plan for anything only he kind of did plan in this situation yeah <laughs> you, you say he's waiting for a letter to never come but at the end we see a truancy letter show up from the guy's daughter who it's implied the joker killed which if that's the case then he did plan for it yeah but then like he also knew like of the wedding so like why is why is he waiting for an invitation he's a fucking villain and how do, and how does he even know that they're getting married it's not like Bruce yeah. Wayne and Selena Kyle made a big announcement about it yeah it's so strange it's one of those it's again classic Tom King where it's like oh I don't need to tell you anything it's the Joker people will like it yeah I I have this concept for a story no I don't care how I get there I just want to yeah, do this because won't it be cool yeah I, I don't I don't care how I get here I I also I, I, can't, I don't know what it is Tom King's fascination with being like and the Joker will tell lots of jokes but none of them will be funny they'll all be like groaner dad jokes yeah I I don't understand that especially after like he had that story where he's like well the Joker can't tell jokes because he can't find anything funny and and then he's just going telling all these like terrible jokes and like no wonder he can't find anything funny these jokes aren't funny also is this Joker one of the three Jokers he doesn't look like the horrible fade demon from a Dark Knight's Metal he's dressed and acts completely differently Again, yeah, and I thought, like, that story was, like, a, a uh, Jeff John story. It is. 
Yeah, so again, like, is this just Tom King being like, I don't give a fuck about continuity or what any other writer's doing. I'm going to write the Joker. Yeah, this is this is what I want to do. And apparently he's going to be a big part of the story and a big part of the wedding because he's on the fucking cover. Yeah, again, again, like, use someone else. Don't use the Joker. Joker is always being used. Use, I don't know, Mr. Freeze or someone. He's, he's the most pronounced character. In it. But yeah, I mean, Tom King Batman... Let's let's put a pin in this one because we'll have another Tom King Batman story to talk about <laughs> later. Let's let, let's not shit on them all at once. Here we need to save some shit deep inside us for later. Yeah, well, let's go. Let's move on and go shit on Brian Michael Bendis for a little bit. Oh yes, because the second one here was the Superman story, particularly the setup for his Action Comics run. Yes, I I have concerns, questions, queries. <laughs> yes, I I also have all of these things, but please continue, Matt. Yeah, so like, I again like I was talking with Tom about this because he read it as well and didn't think it was very good. Also, um, Superman. And I'm like, and I'm like, is this just like because it's a preview? It doesn't read well in like a preview, and like you need to read the whole issue for context. Something because like we pick up, we we see like like a day at the daily planet sort of yeah. thing uh with with clark writing a story about lex corp stuff being sold on the black market and yeah. perry white um trying to give him lois's office because lois apparently doesn't work at the daily planet Whoa. despite in action comics issues recently she came back to the daily planet yes yes she um did. but apparently she's quit in between runs now apparently but not only that it's that he seeks to imply that there's something going on between clark and lois like yes. marital issues yeah he seeks to imply that they're not together anymore because perry like a friend is like hey clark do you want to talk about what's going on with you and lois i won't talk about it yeah it's so and that's like completely out of character for clark as well because he would talk to T perry about it because perry's one of his best friends i i swear to god brian michael bendis if you're <laughs> if if you're pulling like a one more day with spider-man if you're being like well my superman i grew up with was single and i don't want to write a married superman so i'm gonna give him and his wife maritable problems so her and john move somewhere else so i don't have to write them if i don't want to yeah again as i said before this could be all taken out of context because it was a preview they could be hiding somewhere because there's a threat or something it or it could be a giant fake out it could be bendis being yeah. like haha you thought i broke them up but i didn't but but for this like to be like this is like a preview to get you hooked on his his work that's not a good that's going to put people off yeah that's not putting a good foot forward and also it comes off even more kind of like I don't know about this after his Superman thing where it's like hey I'm retconning the destruction of Krypton and I've created a new villain who's not all that interesting and here in this book hey I maybe retconned their marriage and also I invented a new villain who's not that interesting. <laughs> I invented a new villain who may or may not know Superman's secret identity within already. the first three issues. Yeah, or already. <laughs> already. Her name is Robinson Good from Star City, which someone pointed out to me in the comment section. Wait, Robinson Good, Robin Good, Robin Hood from the city where Green Arrow oh, lives. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm like, Jesus, I didn't want to think that until you put that in my head. Yeah, and um, it seeks to imply she's going to buy the Daily Planet because we haven't already had tons of stories where 
a rich person comes in to try to buy the Daily Planet from under Perry. <laughs> the one thing I actually liked about this issue before it all went downhill was actually the speech Perry gave, where he's like, look, you know, good journalism is more important now than ever. Good journalism is under attack in our modern age. And I'm like, ooh, Ben, this is getting all topical right here. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He says to stop writing attack articles on Superman because all he's done is good, and we've seen that all he's done is good. So yes. why are you writing them? Yes, stop doing with this both sides are equal thing. Good people are good, bad people are bad. Run with that. <laughs> no, no more editorializing people. Write articles again, Jesus. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I feel you, Perry White. I feel you. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, I am very, very worried for this series. It starts at the end of May as well. Yes. So yeah, I, I'm I'm quite quite concerned. <laughs> yeah, like literally, as I was reading that, I'm like, Hamana, 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 please be faking me out, because oh my god. Yeah, it's so it's so strange that these were two two stories: the one from Action Comics and one from this that were chosen to be his sort of pre premiere in superman and, and action comics should have been a slam dunk for him it should have been easy oh it's a yeah. news, it's a newsroom drama it's you know it's sorkin it's people talking and you know fast-paced dialogue with intelligent witty urbane characters and i'm like oh ben just kills at this he's gonna have no problem with this he's having problems with it he's not focusing on it oh no yeah, he would have. Yeah, he would have been better if he did the action comics as like, as you said, the newsroom type sort of, kind of go like the Daredevil route with like the crime stuff and yes, like, like they're investigating investigative journalists and like stuff with, like that. Like with Yurik and J. Jonah Jameson, that was yeah. so good in Murdoch Papers and Defenders and all this other stuff. It's like I know you can do this. Yeah, and then make Superman your your superhero book. Yeah, you're, you're you know Superman fighting Metallo or Lex Luthor and all that sort of stuff. That that way you separate them a little bit. I think that's how it's supposed to be. Will it actually be that way? I don't know. Or was that just his elevator pitch? Yeah, yeah. Again, like in like previous in like in like interviews, he said he's not breaking up these characters. These characters oh, no. going to stay around yet. Yet, um, you know these these two books say differently. <laughs> It, it scares me, too, because it's like, oh, oh, DC, please tell me that it wasn't more important that Bendis write a Superman book than it was that he write a good Superman book. That kind of seems like what it's like at the moment. Like, they just like, okay, we got Bendis. We'll, we've got to give him something that will make him say, we'll just give him Superman. Everyone loves Superman now. We'll yeah. give him that. We, we can do no wrong. We had two amazing years where everyone loved us. Surely every decision we make is great now. Yeah, I, again, like as we said like before, he would have been suited better for Batman. He would have been suited better for Batman. Hell, give him someone smaller. Green Arrow didn't have a writer be like, yo, we're having like the Oliver Queen papers now. Have like a really street-level Green Arrow book. Yeah, Shit, yeah. Have him write Nightwing. He's basically like Daredevil. Yeah, ha have him write any number of characters except for Superman, who he doesn't very seem doesn't seem very fit for. <laughs> Because it's like, here's the thing, you can totally torpedo Green Arrow status quo, you can torpedo Dick Grayson status quo, because they never have a consistent one. Shit, you can torpedo Wonder Woman status quo, she doesn't have a consistent one for more than a few years. Superman had a great status quo for the last two years, probably the best one he's had in a long time. Yeah, and it's because that run, that connected up to like the 
the pre uh, new 52 stuff. So it made it like this big, long legacy that's been running for however many years, 70 years, you know, so, and then he's coming and changing that kind of like what the new 52 did. It feels very much. And again, I hope I'm wrong. It feels like there's a lot of throwing the baby out with the bathwater on this one. <laughs> a lot of just reinventing the wheel because you want to reinvent the wheel, not because yeah. it needs to be. Yeah, well, because he can. They they said to him that he can do whatever, and he's like, oh, well, in that case... Unlimited power, you say. <laughs> <laughs> well, guess what? I'm breaking them up, and also I'm changing uh, how Krypton got destroyed. Ugh. God. And we haven't even had full issues yet of these. No, no, we haven't. <laughs> Did these in backups. Just wait till I get a whole 22 pages. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't even know what I'm going to do. But yeah, and then the third story was Justice League. Yeah, which was really good. Yeah, it was, it was arguably the best one. Uh, I do have some issues, though, and I hope this calms down when the actual series starts, where it's like, okay... Big cosmic threat ever since the source wall was destroyed. We got four celestials, or I mean titans. Got four titans <laughs> you need to fight. But they're very large and they're from the celestial system. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> but, yeah, so you got to fight them. And because of that, oh, you know, one Justice League isn't enough. You need four Justice Leagues. That's a lot of characters. That's a lot to follow. Well, I think... No Justice is just a um, a mini, isn't it? Well, I it's I think it's like a, it's a weekly series, like No Surrender was for the Avengers, but it's also gonna just but it's gonna be the Avengers book now, like it's just gonna come out every week now. Okay, well, I I, I swear I thought it was like like No Justice was gonna be like a I don't know five or six part mini before ending with like Justice League One or something with. Uh, scott snyder or whoever it, else is going to be doing it it gets very confusing because it's like yeah. yeah this is playing into snyder's bigger justice league run also we're getting justice league odyssey and justice league dark along the way too but wait are they connected or are they not connected because the teams on odyssey are different than in no just and dark has different members and what well apparently it all spins out of this which yeah again like gets me kind of worried like you've already got those four these four teams that are uh that are all that are all set up plus you're going to be setting up these other teams plus whatever else probably that hawkman book oh yeah. and whatever else is going to be happening yeah, that seems quite a bit and like he's there were times in, in metal while it was good that it was kind of struggling there where we didn't like pick up with characters for a long time where you're like oh yeah they're involved in this there was characters that you just never saw. Remember the Outsiders yeah. were supposed to be a thing? Yeah. Never saw them again. Hey, remember Joker was in Batman's secret sub-basement? He was keeping prisoners? and eh, no one mentioned it again. Remember Duke was the light? Yeah. The no one gives a shit about that anymore. The fuck happened to that? <laughs> Duke was supposed to be very important. He was the light. And then nothing. Yeah, he didn't, he never even factored into the ending, did he? Nope. Or I think he did for like a second. <laughs> he was a he was a big character in like the casting and the other one. Then nope, never saw him again. Yeah, yeah. Please don't do that here, Scott Snyder. I like you. You've been batting a hundred recently. Don't bite off more than you can chew, and don't let this be your hubris moment too. Of like, I can do no wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it looks cool. Um, uh, with art by uh, what's his name, Jorge. Jimen, Jimenez? Jimenez, I think the J is. Jimenez. Uh, 
yeah it looks really cool i, I like the team makeup how it's like yeah. there's there's heroes and villains yeah um like the superman team where he teams up with starro and sinestro that's pretty cool that is pretty fun I like uh, I like you can tell who uh, what is it who are the members of the team they don't trust yeah this team is led by cyborg but also flash too because we don't trust either of them on their own <laughs> yeah yeah they're not they're not leadership material so together they make one leader <laughs> T- together you can form one super person if you stand on each other's shoulders also you have to babysit Harley Quinn and Batman's psychotic son yeah why is Harley Quinn on this team? Because she's like, well, what is what is her what is what does she bring to the table against Omega Titans? <laughs> she is the fourth pillar of the DC universe, Matt. Did you, <laughs> did you not hear her? Yeah, did... they 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 will the, the 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 Omega Titans will use beams that will make everyone go insane. But because she's already insane, she won't go insane. Wasn't that a, like a story? Like I, I think it about was. her. I think it yeah. was actually. <laughs> it's it's funny too where it's like man it's like they picked all these teams via you know like like kickball at school batman's like oh what looks luthor on my team and superman's like i want sinestro on my team and then it got to the end and cyborg's like take harley quinn i guess and, <laughs> yeah, and yeah he's left with like the special education class <laughs> yeah really it's like that's that's what that team was and they get the worst color too where it's like wonder woman's like i'll have purple and batman's like you know i'll have uh what is it a darker shade of purple and we'll have red and we'll have everything else and their team is like we'll have orange i guess not everyone looks good in it <laughs> man you could t- uh, what was their team again too it was like team majesty team entropy team what they were all named it, after the team there was team mystery wisdom entropy and i can't remember what their t- t- team backup <laughs> exactly which again entropy is not a great name for a team Ent- entropy is a bad thing most of the time well well, they're named after they they say in the book they're named after the cosmic entities that can defeat the Omega Titans. Oh. And entropy was one, mystery was one. I don't know how mystery is like a cosmic entity. <laughs> ooh, ooh, man, I have a riddle for you. What mystery? Also, wouldn't like like someone like Batman be better on Team Mystery? Like, because it kind of goes with like his his. I'm, uh, I'm the his world's thing. greatest detective. Yeah, yeah. Also, wouldn't Riddler have made sense for one of those teams, too? Because he's also super smart. Yeah, he's he... busy doing something. We don't know what his deal is. No, Riddler... Yeah, he, was, he was he was evil in, in, in Dark Knight's Metal, but then, like, disappeared. Yeah, he fell off the face of the earth. And then he was in War of Jokes and Riddles, where he looked nothing like any other version of the Riddler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he looked like a weird Cockney, uh, fucking... What is it, uh... Clockwork yeah, Clockwork Orange guy for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my Drugles, I have a riddle for you. <laughs> what is Malcolm McDowell but young? <laughs> but yeah, it was it was okay, though I am, again, very worried about it. I hope, I hope when the series starts properly, it'll buckle down and focus. Because this was basically just four pages of it. Then you got this team, and then you got this team. We got so many teams. We got all the teams. It set up the teams, that's basically all it did. It did. I, I hope it buckles down and gets more focused, because if every issue is like this, where we cut every page to a new team, I'm like, this this is going to give me whiplash. This is just going to be too much. Yeah, again, they should do, just make it so, like, every team gets an issue, and then they, like, get into, like, the third act of the story where they're all together or something. Yeah, that's that's very likely. 
Uh, I guess, too, from one big team book, now that we're done with DC Nation, we can talk about the other big book that came out this week, uh, Avengers, issue number one from Jason Aaron. Yes, Avengers No Justice. Avengers No Justice. Uh, <laughs> uh, Avengers No Surrender to this No Justice. Yeah. Avengers Forever in Time. And actually, hey, uh, the free comic book day issue, as I found out, I read this one second. This is actually a prelude to that story. Oh, really? Yes. This one actually starts first. We see, uh, what is it, Black Panther go to meet Odin in the ruins of old Asgard because at the end of the Jane Foster Thor book, uh, Asgardia got destroyed. So yeah. the Asgardians got to go back to living in old Asgard which is bombed out and is a fucking ghetto at this point. <laughs> and King T'Challa's like, what the fuck are you calling me, Odin? We've, like, never shared two words. And Odin's like, yeah, but I've known, like, a dozen Black Panthers before you. And T'Challa's like, oh, oh, shit. No one told me that. <laughs> oh, so, so, yeah, so it's kind of explaining, like, his role on that 1 million BC. Oh, that's cool. I, I should try and see if, like, people have uploaded the pages digitally or something. They probably have. And, again, it's... It's free, so it's not really piracy, and he's not really stealing. <laughs> they wanted you to see this. But yeah, Odin comes to Black Panther, and he's like, Hey man, we knew each other in past lives, and like the final host is coming, these dark celestials are coming, and I don't think you or any of the other Avengers can stop it. I think it's going to be Ragnarok for everybody. And worse still, my son Loki, he's at the center of all of this, because Loki apparently has developed the power now to control celestials. Oh, so why was he going after a Infinity Stone then if he's got that fucking power? <laughs> well, I think he got that afterwards because, again, you'll recall in the Avengers BC uh, Marvel Legacy special they did, Loki was in that story too. And apparently. Yeah, but wasn't he going after a an Infinity Stone in that? Yes, he was. Yeah. Apparently, he has a lot of fingers and a lot of pies because he's also in Infinity <laughs> Countdown. Apparently, Loki's a busy fucking man right now. <laughs> and Odin's big takeaway from it is like, look, if you have to choose between saving the world and, you know, uh, what is it, saving my son, I hereby give you permission, T'Challa, to kill the shit out of Loki. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and I know I can trust you to do it. You're the only other king I respect, eh? <laughs> Eh? Yeah, and and he would do it as well. <laughs> That's basically what T'Challa says. He's like, look, I'm no assassin, I'm no hitman, but if that ice giant motherfucker crosses me, I'm a dead his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ain't afraid of a little god recide, whatever killing a god is. Uh, deicide, deicide. I'm not afraid of a little deicide. <laughs> but yeah, and then that story ends with, uh, what is it, uh, Captain America and Thor drinking at the bar and then eventually calling Tony to come and meet them where the first issue starts. Oh, nice. That's cool. It's a nice little connection. I'll, I'll let you take the second half of this now. <laughs> yeah, well, it, it's it, the, the issue is built around like like Steve, Tony, and Thor drinking but, and talking about whether they should or shouldn't restart the Avengers. I really liked that conversation, and I like them fully admitting, like, look, it can't always be us, guys. Should we not be striving for a better world and a better universe where other people can carry this torch for us? I can think of 20 people who would be better suited, and then Captain America being like, no, you know, we need to set an example. We need to be elder statesmen. You know, our, our movies sell more and we're more marketable, so we should be the ones <laughs> to do it. Yeah, then Thor joins in on that, the saying, like, yeah, we, we have fate in this. We can't, like, outrun it or anything. We have to become Avengers again. 
nice nice touch too for them to cover everything that's happened to them in the year hey tony remember you were in a coma hey steve remember when you had your mind controlled by evil hydra people but then it wasn't because they changed the story halfway through to absolve you from any wrongdoing because they thought that would be more interesting and hey thor remember you were unworthy Maybe you are unworthy, but you have a new hammer now, but you don't in your main book. That story needs to be told. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, like, what's the deal with the golden Mjolnir? <laughs> okay, so, again, we never got to talk about this because we uh, did a spoiler cast. So, at the end of Jane Foster's run, she sacrificed Mjolnir the hammer. She, like, threw it into a supernova to drag the yeah. Mangog behind with it, therein by saving Asgard and all the people. But the hammer was destroyed and the superstorm was set free because there's a sentient superstorm inside of it. Yeah. Then she succumbed to her cancer and died, but the superstorm didn't want her to die, so the superstorm literally grabbed her from the gates of Valhalla and dragged her back to the world of the living. <laughs> and again, and like she's sitting there and she's like, oh, I guess it's my time now, but because I died on Asgard and I died, you know, like a hero and everything, I get to go to Valhalla. And the storm is like, nope. <laughs> Coming back, you got to deal with cancer. <laughs> so technically, she died. She just didn't stay dead for long. Yeah, and she still got cancer. She still has cancer, which she needs to beat. But she managed to take like a little piece of the hammer with her, and she gives that to Thor in kind of like a torch passing back moment of like, "I believe in you. You will be worthy again. You got to still fight Malekith in this War of Realms." And Thor's like, "Ah, oh, I can hold it, uh, but it's still kind of heavy though. Like I'm not there yet." Yeah, that's cool. It is. It's like, and you know, because again, if they just made him worthy again and he just ran with it, it'd be like, oh, well, now we have nowhere to go with this story and nowhere to grow. Yeah, well, I imagine that's what what's going to be in his book um, when issue one comes. It's like, how did Thor get the hammer and a new nice golden arm? Exactly. Yeah, because he had a grungy metal one. Now, because he's super cool, yeah. he's got a metal. He's got a golden one again. But yeah, so that's that's what happened with Thor, and that's how we eventually get to the bar with him with his new weapon that is yet to be explained. Yeah, yeah, it, it was pretty cool seeing these heroes back together again yeah. and being, being like, because it's been a while since all three of them have been on an Avengers team together. It has, it has legitimately been a long time. It felt, it felt like putting on a nice warm pair of underwear from the dryer. It was familiar <laughs> and good. It's like, oh, that feels nice. That's pretty good. Yeah, I've done this before, but you know, it's the simple things in life. Yeah, I, again, like, no no surrender. It felt like an Avengers book. It really, it really did. It reminded me of, like, 2000-era Marvel, which, you know, has its pros and its cons. On one hand, it's like, ah, oh, this feels good, this feels nice. And on the other hand, it's like, yeah, but this is familiar, though. You're not doing anything special or new. But then I'm reminded, well, DC Rebirth became our favorite thing, and it arguably did nothing special and new. It just gave back what we wanted and what we had been missing for five years. So fuck it. Comics are circular. What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we then treated to like like the premise of this whole story, which is like a bunch of celestials begin like f raining down on the planet and they're all dead. Yeah. And no one knows what the fuck's going on pretty scary they're like guys what the fuck is happening yeah and carol doesn't even know what's going on and all these heroes are like what the fuck's going on and then t'challa and and dr strange team up which t'challa says is really refreshing which i i'm like yeah they, they don't team up very much they, they should hang out more they have a lot in common in a weird way 
Yeah, and they they follow the plot of Alien, where they find like eggs that like hatch bugs that attack them and attack Robbie Reyes's Ghost Rider. Uh, they find all the necromorphs deep underground. You know what's sad? Apparently, Jason Aaron still doesn't know what Robbie Reyes's deal is because Robbie says, "Oh, my haunted car." No, your car's not haunted. You also <laughs> don't have the spirit of vengeance. You have the spirit of your evil Uncle Eli Morrow inside you, unless that's another thing that Jason Aaron will have to go back and explain. Eh, maybe. I'm, sh I'm sure he has time to, and I'm sure I'm the only one who gives a shit about Robbie because I'm the only one who read his book. <laughs> and again, I'm not going to bitch the man out too much because I'm just happy Robbie is back and in a thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just nice to see him and being like, yo, man, you get to be an Avenger. You're technically young enough to be in the Champions, but nah, man, you're an Avenger now. <laughs> you get promoted. <laughs> All the way. But yeah, it was it was just a fun, good setup for the book. Yeah, it was. It ended with Cap saying Avengers Assemble as they all head into Love head into battle against these uh, Omega Titans. Oh, I mean, Celestials. What, what are the odds of that, that in the same week, both Justice League and Avengers reveal their new villains and their big giant space monsters in cool yeah, They look very similar as well. <laughs> they really, really do. That's the thing. Like, we always joke that Marvel and DC are constantly ripping each other off and they're constantly looking at each other's paper and everything. But man, was it never more apparent than it was here. Yeah, yeah. But hey, uh, <laughs> if, if, if you want to talk about who did it first, technically Jason Aaron set up the whole Dark Celestial threat in Marvel uh, Legacy, number one. Yeah. So they arguably did it first. Yeah, DC only set it up like like three, four weeks ago in if, Metal Issue 6. <laughs> if, if, if even that, and even at yeah. that point, we had no idea what was coming out of the source wall. It could have been anything. It didn't have to be giant guys in armor, but it was. Yeah. But yeah, so Avengers off to a pretty strong start. In fact, I would say in general, Marvel had a kick-ass week this week because they had the best free comic book day books and they had Avengers number one. Yeah, yeah, they had some really good stuff out this week. They did, you know, credit where credit is due. Again, that 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 great pendulum of history, it's it's getting ready to swing, I tell you, any, any day now. Yeah. Well, well, speaking of, like, utter shit, let's talk about Batman issue, what was it, 46 or whatever yes, it was? 46. Uh, what the fuck was this? <laughs> Don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> like, what, what, how did an editor look at this and go, nah, that's fine, run with it? Is there, does these Batman books even have an editor? I, yeah, or have they, have they, like, checked out? <laughs> I legitimately think the, the editor's... Are probably like, oh, it's a Tom King book. It doesn't matter. The yeah, man it's a Batman book. It's yeah. a, it, it'll sell. <laughs> yeah, the, the man makes you know. The man is a genius. The man can do no wrong. So okay, let's 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 try and dissect this shit if we can. So <laughs> in the last issue, Booster Gold showed up in an alternate, not future, but present, where he saved the Waynes, and because of that, history went a completely different way. And Batman never happened, and the city went to shit. Well, more to shit than the city already is. But a Batman did happen, only it was Dick Grayson, but he's a crazy gun-toting Batman. And how is that possible with no Batman to inspire him? But everyone says they have dreams about the way life used to be, and that usually never happens in time travel stories, but here they are having them for some reason. Yeah, it's the time, but then they say 
well, we, we wanted it to be like that Black Mercy thing Superman went because yeah. that was fun. I'm like, no, that was probably very, very bad for him. Um, and like, that wasn't time travel. That was a dream. Yes. Also, this is time travel. Yes. Also, Booster Gold doesn't call it the Black Mercy. He calls it the Black Orchid. So he got the yeah. name wrong. Of course he did. Which is, is, is Booster Gold an idiot or did Tom King not bother to look it up? Well, that's the thing. This issue kind of paints Booster Gold. Like, his dialogue just sounds like it's from, like, Tom King, like, stuff Tom King would say. Yes. Like, about himself. Like, he he wrote himself as Booster Gold. Like, I'm the biggest Batman fan, and yeah. I'm the only one who can save everything because yes. I'm the amazing Booster Gold Tom King guy. <laughs> I, I'm such a Batman fan. I will reference the Harley Quinn Poison Ivy story, and I'm like, really, dude? Refer- I, you can only <laughs> reference your own work. You just wrote. <laughs> Yes, Booster Gold is such a big Batman fan, he can only reference Tom King works. Yes, because Tom King is the biggest fan and the best fan. It gets even weirder, so it's like, okay, so Booster just can't time travel his way out of this one, because Bruce in this timeline is a dick, as he would probably be if he grew up rich in America, and he breaks Skeets, even though Skeets isn't uh, Booster Gold's way to travel through time, he has a time ship, which we saw in Superman. <laughs> we also jump forward a year, and Booster Gold has apparently done nothing to try and fix Skeets. They don't even say he tried to do anything. Well, not even that. It took him a year to figure out, well, I'll just break Selina Kyle out of prison and just give her to Bruce, and maybe that might, like, click in his head. It took him a year to think of that when that was his original idea. What have you been doing for a year? Oh, we won't ever get. We won't ever no. find out. No, because it's a Tom King we, story. Yeah, we won't, won't. Won't ever find out. I, I um, don't care how we got here. I just care that we're here. But yeah, but then he he go he he goes on in the, the issue before this. He learns that the Batman running around isn't Bruce Wayne. It's Dick, and he learns yes. that by going to Batman because he thought it was Bruce, but he finds out it's Dick. So then he takes Selina to meet up with Batman in hopes that they will rekindle their relationship. But it's Dick. I I assume Dick found them and that Booster was talking about Batman and well, Bruce interchangeably. Well, he has he has dialogue at uh, like after he, he takes Selina away from from Dick in that apartment, where he's like, "Oh, I was hoping to like just like put you two on a rooftop and you talk things out and like rekindle what you had." And like, mm. this Dick, it's not Bruce. Did you seriously forget what you wrote an issue before? He Booster also makes Selina costume, and it's uh, it's the Michelle Pfeiffer Catwoman outfit. Yeah, and he talks about how great a sewer he is, and yeah. <laughs> who gives a shit? I'm, I'm, so, I'm so good at it. Also, Catwoman has no actual dialogue in this issue. She only says meow over and over again, which Booster does not think is suspicious at all. Yeah, yeah he, no, he thinks that's completely fine. And again, this is a Tom King thing. It's like, it's Catwoman. She, she's like a cat. She meows like a cat. Do you get it, guys? She's Catwoman. <laughs> no, I, I don't get it. Like, here's the thing. Booster Gold never the sharpest knife in the drawer but he's smart enough to work time travel and he's smart enough to know that he would have a better chance of being successful if he went back in time to an age when they didn't have that technology here he's a dangerous idiot and a dangerous chuckle fuck well not only that he just had a story where he learned valuable lessons about time travel and yet he completely fucks it all up in this arc by saying oh i just want to give him a 
present by time traveling and bringing back his parents fuck the consequences of that to, to which many people are quick to tell me it will maybe maybe it's booster gold from another timeline maybe it's him before he had that adventure and i'm like your explanation he would still know you would think <laughs> he would still know and also uh i i'm glad fans have now taken to writing tom king's batman stories for him because he can't be asked well, it's plainly obvious he can't be asked. He's just saying, oh, well, I'll just do this because it's Batman and people will, will actively defend it. And if they don't, I'll get mad on Twitter. The the ending to this comic is goddamn balls out ridiculous. So Booster Gold, while being chased by the evil Dick Grayson, takes Catwoman to Wayne Manor being like, okay, well, if I just introduce them in broad daylight in front of his parents, everything will go back to normal somehow. Catwoman is crazy, as we know. She goes about murdering Thomas Wayne, because in this universe, it's Thomas Wayne that destroyed her orphanage, which means it wasn't terrorist, which means Holly Robinson didn't kill those people, so I guess Catwoman killed those people, but maybe she didn't, but maybe she also did. <laughs> don't think about it. Just don't think about Just it. Just fucking ow my brain. And then Evil Dick comes out. It's like, hey, I followed you, Booster Gold. Did did you not think I was going to follow you here? Now I'm going to murder Christ. everybody. And then Bruce picks up a gun and he starts shooting people. And then that's where it ends. Yeah. God damn it. Un <laughs> this fucking book. Unchecked madness is what this was. Yeah, and it's not like the good unchecked madness where you're like, this is so balls-to-the-wall insane, it's kind of awesome. This was like, no, no, you can't do this. This this was painful, and again, I'm like, what are you trying to say, Tom King? Yeah, like, yeah, what's, what's the message in this story? Like, don't fucking time travel with Booster Gold. Apparently, <laughs> apparently not, don't time travel. Also, what is with this arc being weirdly cruel and mean-spirited? Because in issue one... Uh, Green Lantern kills himself because Tom King is hung up on suicide for some reason, only for Booster to go awesome. And then in this issue, they have like a whole half a page devoted to like a, a joke about a bunch of dead kids. Yeah, I I have no idea. Is this like him thinking that like, oh, well, I need to have this sort of stuff because it's adult and uh, it makes it all seem very dark and and unforgiving and everything i'm like that's not hey this that's that's what a teenager thinks is that it's edgy that's all it is yeah this 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 was going for edge I'm like are you, are you making a comment about edge are you trying to what is it like uh what is it deconstruct gritty alternate future storylines because if that's what you're doing it's not working no you're not doing it very well no you're not doing it well at all once again hey batman white knight did a lot of this better yeah, that finishes this coming week as it well. It does. I'm going to be sad to see that one be, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. One less good Batman book. <laughs> one less really good Batman book to read every week. Oops. Yeah. But yeah, so that was Tom King's Batman. Just what? What? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is happening in that book? And here's the thing. This is one of the few times where I'm like, I can't be the only one who thought this was as bad, right? I actually went around and read a bunch of other reviews. Bleeding Cool gave it two stars, which I think is like the lowest. And one of those stars was just for Daniel's art, which is very nice. <laughs> That's what I did. I gave it like a two. And one of them was for Daniel's art. <laughs> yeah. It's really pretty. You know, if I, if I just flipped through this comic and didn't read it and just looked at the pictures... <laughs> i i think the worm is turning on tom king too i think even some of his most staunch defenders are like yeah we can't defend this one 
Yeah, well, yeah. Well, they, there's still some of them still trying to come up with like complex, you know, workarounds and excuses as to why it's like this. But yeah, I think a lot of people are like, yeah, uh, this isn't going good. <laughs> and if you are one of those people, congratulations because you just put more time and effort in explaining Tom King's book than he did. <laughs> Yeah, and that shouldn't be the case. No. He shouldn't have to go to Twitter and tell you how the story is set up. It should tell you in the comic. Absolutely. And again, as I've mentioned before, I'm all fine with open-ended narratives. I'm fine for having your own, you know, uh, reading of a scenario. But when you just do stuff with no rhyme or reason and no internal or external logic, then what the hell am I even doing? Yeah, and again, like, how did like no one like while reading this have like questions we've had th been saying throughout this this talking about it? Like, like how has no did no one say like, hey, that's not how this works. It works like this, or how did this get to here, or how is Dick Batman? <laughs> I think they've given Tom King a very long leash, a blank check, mm -hmm. and I'm sure he's one of those guys who say, don't worry, it'll make sense at the end. That that's that's another thing I keep seeing from his like apologists. It's like, don't worry about it. It'll make sense in the last issue. Read read it all together in one go. You'll make sense. I'm like, that's not how stories work. Not comic stories. Not se sequential uh, arcs that we got to read like every couple weeks. And also, the last couple didn't make sense when you put it all together. It <laughs> no. makes think sometimes they're dumber when you read them all together. Oh God, yeah, that Ivy story got even dumber by the end. Yeah. We we beat the world, Batman, or no, Bat. She doesn't even call him Batman. We beat it, Bat. We beat the whole world, you and me together. Only you didn't though, because she wasn't really trying to kill you, is what we found out later. She was just hung up on a bunch of other shit that wasn't even related to yeah. you. <laughs> that Batman forgot to tell her about all these years. <laughs> yeah, and Batman could have stopped the whole thing if he just had a talk with her at some point. <laughs> so if anything all of this is your fault oh god but you know let's not talk about that uh what else yeah. do we have this week matt what else did you want to cover uh i had captain america issue 701 oh yes you're keeping up with this this is this is almost done now yeah this is uh mark wade's uh i think probably last story um and it's it's kind of like a marvel what if oh. uh it takes place in the future in the far future with uh steve rogers family uh his his great 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 grandson steve rogers <laughs> as well as uh steve's father jack rogers who's like a he's a historian um and they live in a world that's at peace with the Kree and the Kree now live on earth and oh, sure. they intermingle uh the super soldier serum now is basically a it's kind of like a vaccine, like like a flu shot. People get given now, and it works with. Air. It's like a universal flu shot because it it like cures like diseases and everyone gets all this sort of stuff. No, no, it doesn't make them super. It just makes them like super healthy and like oh. like disease proof and like there's no war or famine or anything. It's this it's this really perfect paradise. And uh, Jack's son is like dying because. Um, the serum isn't working with him for some reason and they no one knows why because he is a rogers so it should work with him right. but it's not his dna is breaking down and his father wants to find out why it's why it's happening look through all the records of the serum but the president and and this uh this really angry general named uh purser won't let him and he doesn't know why so he decides to break into the the white house to find out and he finds out why and that is because the super soldier serum isn't the super soldier serum it's a Kree uh drug that is turning people into sleeper agents with oh, a Kree. and when they become of age they become 
Cree soldiers. And that's why Mark Wade doesn't trust flu shots. <laughs> I had someone comment that. It's like, is this like a is this like a commentary on like why vaccinations are bad? That, that, <laughs> that, it does kind of sound like some anti-vaxxer rhetoric, doesn't it? Like, yeah, is this, is this yeah. where we find out Mark Wade is anti-vaxxer? <laughs> <laughs> Um, but intercut with all this, uh, we get um, Jack telling like stories of Steve to his son, and one of them is about, and I think it might play into it a little bit, uh, where like it's like 60 Steve with like white Nick Fury, oh. uh, and um, he's going undercover trying to find out all this high tech technology and where it's coming from, and it's coming from Doctor Faustus, who is using it as like. That guy mind bending like um ray guns and shit like that it's really cool it's I, really cool i've always liked faustus and i've always liked his big uh what is it hipster mustache i i think he had it in this one i think he had a beard or anything it was like 60s right. it was like the 60s faustus right i'm thinking of the rucker redesign where he had the beard and the mustache and yeah. the whole thing yeah, but the comic ends with, like, Jack being branded a traitor against the people because he found out about this from the general and everything, and the right. general brands him a, a terrorist, so he's, he's like, on the run now. Yeah, sounds like uh, Mark <laughs> Wade is pulling out all the stops here for his last one. Pretty cool, pretty cool story. Yeah, sounds like it. Uh, what else did we have this week? Uh, oh, we had uh, the Action comic special. Yes, I can't believe we haven't talked about that yet. Um, yeah. Yeah, th this was again like a like another sort of series of of stories. Um, the, the main one being Gan. Yeah, one was a reprint, I think. Um, yeah, but uh, the the main one was Jan Jurgens, which I guess is like his final word on his final final on Superman. Unless like those rumors are true, and he takes over Green Lantern, and Superman appears in there sometimes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. It was a story that like pitted Lex Luthor against Superman, but in a really interesting way. Yeah, yeah. Like we were all worried, and we were already calling it like, "Oh, this is the story where they make Lex a bad guy again." This is the one where they finally pull yeah. the rug out. Yes and no. Superman fights yeah. an evil time traveling Lex Luthor, who on his deathbed comes back in time to try and kill Superman. Yeah, it's his dying wish to kill Superman. He, he figured out time travel, and it took most of his life, and he decided to do that to try and kill superman <laughs> couldn't, couldn't you have gone back and tried to fix your disease no revenge on superman it's my thing yeah yeah and that's what superman says you you found out time travel and the first thing you did was try and you know get vengeance on me and like what the fuck <laughs> it's basically lex Luthor's entire life in a nutshell and again they shine more light on how the relationship between modern superman and modern lex is breaking down they used to be chummy but now not so much anymore even to the point that lex has stopped using the house of l symbol yeah he stopped using that and he's he's kind of like stopped using his power suit as well like mm. like helping people he's yeah. in because in this it implies he's a bit more business orientated when he's like running his company and everything and his suit hasn't been used all that much and yeah but yeah him and superman aren't like friends anymore they were for a little bit but like they're they're back to that you know superman breaking in through the window and mm -hmm. confronting him and everything they're back to that although clearly he's not totally evil now because he's on fucking yeah. batman's team in justice league no justice so yeah well it's something he's gonna push him i imagine i imagine this was kind of like the thing that build up because he keeps asking superman who that guy was who was masquerading as him yeah. and superman won't tell him and so and superman seems to imply that he's done trying to help lex luthor because he yeah. knows 
no matter what he does he's gonna be evil which i think he was done before in fact that was the thing that kind of made us sad about lex luther in the build-up to mr oz where Mr. Oz, you know, kind of like rips the House of L symbol off of uh, his suit and says, you know, it doesn't matter what you do, Lex Luthor. doesn't matter what kind of hero you've become. For the evil you've perpetrated on Superman in the past, he'll never forgive you. He'll never trust you. Yeah, and it's true. This was like the final nail in the coffin for Superman yeah. to realize that, hey, I'm... I'm done with this. I'm just wasting my time. Which is quite a thing because you never usually see Superman like lose yeah. hope with someone and give up and say, I'm tired of helping you. It's kind yeah, of Yeah, but he's been, he's been doing it for a while. Like their whole relationship is bu- bu- kind of built around him trying to help Lex, but Lex not wanting help. It's, it's and now it's kind of like kind of turned a little yeah. bit. It's an abusive relationship. It's a one-sided relationship. And yeah, this is this is Superman being like, I don't need no Lex in my life. <laughs> I'm a strong, independent Kryptonian, and I can do it for myself. <laughs> and indeed, he does. Yeah, so that was a really cool story. The second one was kind of like a jokey story about like Clark yeah. uh, and other people like making fun of Lex <laughs> for a little bit at the White House Correspondents Dinner, which dropped the same week the actual White House Correspondents Dinner yeah. was going on. They had to plan that. They had to plan oh, that. I God. bet. There's no way that happens. Lois's line about the importance of the White House Correspondents' Dinner is amazing, and I could see, even before I read the story, it was getting shared around. And it's like, why why do we punch up to power? Why do we make fun of important individuals? Because being able to laugh at yourself shows that you're human and not a giant psychopath. Yeah, yeah, and Lex can't laugh at himself. No, because he's a giant psychopath. <laughs> Who eats moon pies and litters. Oh, motherfucker. I've never had a moon pie. <laughs> I don't think they have them in Canada. If, if you know someone who works for moon pies, send moon pies and I'll eat them on the show. <laughs> but yeah, that, that was a really funny story. I really liked that one. And the last one was just a, re, a reprint of the Max Landis story from the holiday special. for Because yes. for some reason it got taken out of that because he said some shit on Twitter or something that well, he, DC didn't like he, or something. He, he said some shit on Twitter and then people threw some uh, sexual harassment allegations his way too. Of course, yeah, there you go. And then and he, they reprinted it in this for some reason. Yeah, which I'm like, that's a weird choice. I'm like, look, we, we didn't want it to ruin our Christmas story, all those sexual assault allegations, but it's completely fine here in this action comic special. Yeah, yeah well, despite that, just, like, removing that from, like, the equation, the story is really good. It is a fun story, definitely. Yeah. And, yeah, so that was that was the action comic special, and it was pretty special. Yeah, when's the Superman one come out? Because that's like Tomasi's last, last story. I, it's got to be this week, right? I would assume that's the way they do it. This week or next? It's got to be before May 30th, I think. Yeah, so sometimes this month. Yeah. Is when it tries. I could look it up right now, but we're uh, we're nearing the end of this one, eh. so I'm just going to keep going. Yeah, eh. I know, right? Yeah. Eh. Uh, the last one I read, uh, well, actually, no, I read two last ones, and I know you and I read, well, actually, no, I think we read both of these. Uh, Infinity Countdown, number three yeah yeah this uh this one kind of flipped the script on us here this one we got more adam warlock and ultron in the beginning and then we got the guardian stuff at the end yeah but pretty much it was again guardians issue 152 or whatever there there was more guardians of this but the stuff with uh adam warlock and ultron was cool ultron is trying to assimilate the silver surfer because he's like oh if i have the soul gem and the power cosmic imagine how unstoppable i'll be Warlock quite cleverly uh, manages to save the Surfer by putting him in a cocoon. 
Yeah, I thought that was really, he like beats the fuck out of him and is like, I'm going to put you in my healing cocoon. That'll yep. respawn you. Yeah, I'll put you to the hyperbolic time chamber and you'll respawn with no status ailments. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was really cool. I, I like that like Pimtron is back as a villain. I yes. think he's a really cool villain and the best new one. highly, highly underutilized. Very much so. Thank God Duggan is riding with him. Although I'm sad that it looks like he's only going to be the uh, villain of Infinity Countdown and not of Infinity Wars. Oh, you never know. He, they could like defeat him. It, it's Ultron. I mean, he, they could defeat him and he could just be like, ha, hey, I'm back and I'm more angry. <laughs> I'm back and better than ever. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, they also finally finally solve the riddle of the giant power stone and finish that fight uh, on that planet against the Chitari and the fraternity of raptors. Yeah, they make the make the stone small again or smaller. Yeah. Uh enough, enough for the guardians to ca- carry and everything, which is really cool. What what did you think of the reason for why it was big? Eh, it wasn't really big. It was just a simulation to fuck with your brain. Yeah. <laughs> eh. eh. I, I don't don't know how that fits into like the whole like power stone yeah. if it was the reality stone i could buy yeah. that i think i think we all wrote a more interesting conclusion in our brains where we're like yeah and, and they're all gonna be big and all the stones are changing because you know reality got changed after secret wars and everything but no it was just it was just big I, I do like though that like um finishing up the jatari and that warmonger guy they um uh, they put it in in Drax's um saxophone, uh, sax and he got his soul back and love and, that. And I... he and he's and he uses it to like blast them with like sonic waves. He he did like the big uh, what is it sax solo from Baker Street. It's great because they kept uh, what is it changing it back and forth there like. Uh, Star-Lord got it for a second to punch someone, Drax got it to blow away all the troops, and then Nova got it to spirit them away from the planet. Yeah. Everyone gets a turn with the Power Stone. <laughs> yeah, I thought that that was pretty cool. It was fun. And then they say, hey, you know what, where did Silver Surfer get off to? He's getting the good Galactus to come and help. Yeah, the Lifebringer. I'm glad they're bringing that back from the Ultimates. That's, they, they haven't been been around for a while. It's it's nice to see Duggan pays attention to what other writers have done for Marvel Cosmic and is trying to draw on it. Yeah, again, like with the with the Fantastic Four coming back, the the Galactus is also getting sort of a rebrand. He's in this. He's in Exiles, or like a version of him is in Exiles. Yep. Yeah. F- funny how a little multi-billion-dollar deal between studios gets uh, characters to be featured more. <laughs> yeah, he, he he's in Marvel two in one in. Yep. yep. Yeah. The, yeah, it's really cool. Re- uh, really interesting event. I'm. Um, I think next issue they teased that it's going to change over to like Daredevil and uh, uh, what's the, the name Turk and everything. Yeah, that's the yeah. Next special issue. Man, Daredevil's all over the goddamn place too. He's in the X Men Hunt for Wolverine. He's getting his own Infinity tie-in. Yeah, that Hunt for Wolverine issue was pretty cool. Yeah, I liked it. Uh, I liked it because it focused on our favorite new Inhuman character who gets no love, Frank McGee. Yeah, I like the team makeup because it's an inhuman, a mutant, a like a human with Misty Knight, yeah. and an Avenger. Yeah, it's it's a nice but, team build up. I agree. Yeah, and they they build the team all in one issue. They which do. Is something you usually don't see that like Exiles is taking like five issues to build mm-hmm. the team. Yeah, you mentioned there they bring um, X-Men in it. They bring in my least favorite X-Men, who I constantly talk mad shit about Cipher. 
and yet in this he's like wow why isn't he on anything else <laughs> i know right it's it's like hey how come we haven't seen cypher for so many years oh he fell down the internet hole he was trying to <laughs> translate and decode the entire internet he's just been living he, in his own piss <laughs> yeah he he uh he got on youtube and just went down the deep dark youtube conspiracy theory oh, he got on 4chan or something <laughs> it, it is pretty funny hats off to charles soul being like yeah of course the internet would be cypher's uh what is it uh kryptonite because his whole deal is like, you know, trying to decode and find patterns in language and in everything. Yeah. But, but In this but, never-ending space, yeah. it's just got to get lost. Yeah. The, the internet is never-ending. It never stops. It's memes and Icon has cheeseburger and TV shows. <laughs> and everyone thinks they're right all the time, but no one can be right all the time. <laughs> Yeah, his brain just rots away from all the memes. <laughs> and shitty comic book podcast starring two paunchy white guys. <laughs> hey, hey, that could be anyone, Cypher. <laughs> <laughs> you know that could be anyone. <laughs> I would love that. Cypher's a big fan of the comic multiverse and he hears me talking shit about it. I am not the worst X-Men. <laughs> Look, just because I live in the world where Reed Richards has a universal translator and most aliens speak English anyway, my power is very useful. <laughs> yeah, hey, Cypher, decipher this bullet as I shoot it at you. How about that? Healing Factor <laughs> didn't think so. Uh... But yeah, that one was fun. That one was different. I like uh, the very street level... Uh street level feel to it and the fact that charles souls is writing it it actually does feel like an important chapter in daredevil as a whole kind of joining the greater marvel universe and hanging out with other people yeah 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 it's great they yeah they've sort of like kind of it's kind of like green arrow how now he's kind of joining the dc universe whereas exactly. like daredevil was now in like two big events uh, he's 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 a prime time daredevil now you get one little netflix <laughs> show and now he's ready for prime time <laughs> I like that one a lot. Now, was that everything you had? Because we're we're nearing two hours now, um, and I've read everything. Did Did you read Deathstroke issue thirty one? No, I didn't actually. I didn't read that, and I didn't read Nightwing from this week. Uh, Deathstroke was pretty good. Yeah, continuing the who who is Damien's real daddy? It's probably Batman. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we don't get like again. They they tease more of that because Talia Al Ghul shows up to Slade and wants to talk about his son. Doesn't specify which son. Mm. Um. But just wants to talk about his son. But yeah, Batman's continuing to like say no, no Deathstroke work for you, Slade. <laughs> and um, all while like it, it's interesting because like Bruce Wayne is more prominent in this issue than Batman. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, like someone stole like Wayne Tech chips from like mm -hmm. a phone he was uh, partnering with like a, a tech company with. Right, right. Uh, and it's like him going and like hunting it down. And he it's really it's really quite cool because it, he's like intimidating business Bruce Wayne. He's got like guards with like guns and shit. You, and... you never see that. It's always like, is Bruce Wayne good as his, at his job as a CEO? Yeah. yeah he's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You never see that very much. That's why I like Christopher Priest. He thinks outside the box with characters like that and be like, let's show a side of them we never see. Yeah. The best thing about this issue as well, the front page has a little thing that says this takes place before the event, current events of the DC Universe. Thank so you. now you know where it's set. Can more books have that? Yes, thank you, Christopher Priest and Deathstroke, for giving a shit about that kind of thing. Yeah, they're the only ones that really do. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. Yeah, but it was a good book. It was a really good book. I'll have to check that out, and I will have to check out Nightwing by Benjamin Percy, because that starts this week. Awesome. Like, if you wanted to jump into Nightwing, Matt, they're saying this is this is actually the time you should probably jump in. 
That's good to know. Yeah, it's it's That's Nightwing good to know. dealing with cybercrime, apparently. He's fighting the dark web. <laughs> he's trying to beat up internet nerds. He's got, he's got to try and shut down the Silk Road. Too many people are buying drugs. But apparently Percy's saying that they gave him a lot of carte blanche with this run, and the new villain he creates in this story is actually going to be like a universe-wide villain. Ooh, interesting. Yeah, which it's it's rare that they call that out and be like, no, 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 this villain's going to be really important. And uh, King, that's, or, that's cool. And Percy writes good villains. He creates actually pretty interesting villains. Like the Ninth Circle is a great concept for bad guys. Yeah. And the Mad Dog Militia were good ideas for villains. And and the Patriots. Remember the Patriots? Yeah. Yeah. Oh wow. Going all the way back there. And, and no, when I say Patriots, I don't mean the guys from Metal Gear. Although I do make that joke constantly. <laughs> yes. <in> <laughs> Oh, Big e- bot and everything. <laughs> oh, even the werewolf bikers. Remember his werewolf bikers? Oh, God. Jeez. They were the same story. I'm like, yeah, these are cool werewolf bikers. We need more werewolf bikers instead. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's uh, that's everything I read. Was that everything you read? Yeah, that's everything I read. Wow, we did a two-hour show this week, Matt. We did. It was a lot to talk about. It was. This, and to think, I'm like, man, we're not even really going to have anything for this week. I don't know. Yeah, and people like those two-hour shows. They do, so you cannot say that we uh, cheap uh, cheaped you out this week, guys. <laughs> no, we did not. No, we did not. So that's the video, everyone. We hope you enjoyed it. We certainly enjoyed recording it. As always, be sure to like, subscribe, and favorite. If you are a patron, which you can become for as little as a dollar a month, that's $12 a year, you can get instant access to this episode as soon as it's done. Both audio that is provided by me and video that is provided by... Me. Provided by Matt. Also, if you become a patron now, uh, you can get some cool shit that I'm screwing around with involving uh, some D&D stuff there. I started a new campaign, and I'm doing uh, little little segments up there. I uploaded the first one today. Nice. Nice. Although it's really difficult, because SoundCloud is fucking me around for some reason. It used to be super easy. I could just set it to private, then grab the link, and then put it in Patreon for people to listen to. But it's, it's fucking me around for some reason. Hmm, Okay. I don't know why it's doing that. I don't know if it's Patreon's fault or it's SoundCloud's fault. Who you nice? Might might be SoundCloud's fault. Remember we thought they were closing down for a minute? Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe maybe they don't care anymore. Maybe they're not keeping up with it like they used to. Yeah, maybe. But there you go, everyone. That's the Comic Multiverse for this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back again next week to talk about even more great stuff that's happening. And we're nearing, we're nearing that 100 episodes, Matt. <laughs> Two episodes left. Yeah, two episodes left. We'll have to we'll have to have a special live show when we hit episode a hundred because that's a hell of a milestone for both of us, really. Yeah, it is. It is. We'll have to get all nostalgic there and think back uh, on on all the times of this because to think this show almost didn't happen. There were two weeks when we le- left our last outfit where it's like, oh, are we gonna do another podcast again? Yeah, let's do another podcast again. <laughs> <laughs> and fuck me, have we been consistent with it? We have. We're at 100 episodes already. I know, right? It felt like we were just celebrating 100 episodes of Blood Sweat Comics. Yeah. All right. So with that, everyone, we'll bring this one to a close. I've been Joel. I'm Matt. Bye-bye.